Do you see that Joe Biden dared to put a pride flag oh, outside the White House? Boy, did I fucking Hung see it. Hung it up himself. I couldn't not see it. The, <laughs> yeah. the, it's the second that I opened up Twitter, I saw a bunch of posts from like End Wokeness, yeah. Ben Shapiro, and a bunch of other people just crying about it. Absolutely coping mm-hmm. and crying about it. End Wokeness ended up posting something that was like the, the fall of Western the civilization. The West has fallen. And then I'm looking at the comments to see what other people are saying. Like, yeah, it's a really sad state that this country is in right now. And then other people, other absolute absolute fucking nerds Mm -hmm. i don't i don't know how else like derogatory nerds right (laughs) dropping the flag code the u.s flag code says and like the flag the u.s flag shall never flank another flag it will always be set like come on if you're typing that yeah like there there's so many things that have to go on there's so much time it takes to type that you should Mm -hmm. you should be able to there should be a mental check and it's like do i sound like a fucking bitch right now (laughs) (laughs) no it's the corniest shit because it's like I didn't even know this was happening. I had no Neither idea. As someone who's tuned into politics, who, uh-huh. who keeps an eye on the, the evolution of the woke mind virus, yeah. I usually know what, what kind of stuff is going on in the world, at least in the United States. And I had no idea this event was happening. The only reason I saw that there was a bunch of pride stuff around the White House is because they posted it's, about it. It's just like the Dylan I Mulvaney stuff. I only saw it stuff. from them. The only reason I knew that she was doing something with Bud Light was because conservatives were crying they about it. They told you you had to know. Exactly. They're just, they <laughs> signal boost all of this. Nobody would know. Because, like... Who fucking cares? They're such snowflakes. That's, it's crazy. Who cares? I saw so many. I saw somebody post. It was probably end wokeness again. Yeah. Trash account. Whoever on runs that account is a Jesus. Go oh outside. God. Yeah. Please touch some fucking grass and quit crying on the internet. Oh my god! I saw him post a picture of Nazi Germany, like yeah. flags hanging in Nazi Germany, and then another picture of like flags hanging in the streets for pride, <laughs> and they're like, "Yep." Well, famously, like, Nazis really loved gay people. Famously, you know, <laughs> hanging up flags, Nazi. Yeah, that's a Nazi you, you thing must, to do. You must be a Nazi. Uh-huh. And then people in the comments like, yeah, we know who the real Nazis are now. Yeah. Bro, it's, it's you. It's, it's, so it's you. The call is coming from inside of the house. It's you. The one doing all of the Nazi shit is uh, screeching about Nazis. It's always mm-hmm. very ironic. The one very who's funny. G- actively, you know, genociding trans people. <laughs> yep. Yep. They're the victims of the the modern day Nazis, the political left, the woke mind virus. Well, yeah, it's uh, but also it's cultural Marxism at the same time. Yeah, it's the Marxist and the Nazis. Well, it's the same thing, really. Oh my god, bro! I was, I was so sick of it. It was it was just actively fucking pissing me off. And then there's the statue thing that happened. Oh yeah, there's a statue Philip thing Schuyler. that's going on that yeah. they're they're crying about. I saw Kevin Sorbo, failed D list Christian actor, mm-hmm. fucking. No a nobody. bitches. A nobody. <laughs> exactly. Nobody. Uh, posting about that, he's like, you know, the left is constantly obsessed with tearing these monuments down. Do they not want to remember history? Do they want to just make us forget history? Well, they're going to be they're going to be doomed to repeat it. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, yeah. The party that wants to teach you history <laughs> in school, the party that hasn't been uh, banning books and hasn't been trying to radically re-engineer history education uh-huh. in this country to not include any mention of black or brown people in their plights. That the party that's trying well, to get you like, to forget history yeah the left the ones who like don't want slave owners throughout yeah. history lionized are the ones who who don't want to teach you inadequate history like, the I, people I, who are willing to go uh to to cover in detail the in and outs of racial reality in this country are the ones who don't want to teach you what history really was i would love it if we had uh-huh. a month-long section in every kid's history class about how awful slavery was and about how it poisoned the united states as a political project i would love that absolutely they're the ones that say that's 
like Marxism or CRT scary, whatever and, and it is. And it's like, Wokeness. I mean, like, I hate to do the obvious here, but like, are there statues of Hitler? Are there statues <laughs> yeah. of Hitler all over Germany riding like fucking horses charging mm-hmm. into battle? Like, no. Looking strong, looking no, like a deity. you don't need a statue to do any of this. And it's like these statues, they're, they're not meant to help you remember history. Yeah, no. They're meant to honor the people who's being statuized yeah. or whatever the fuck being it is. On the yeah. stupid plaque, it probably said something like, yeah, revolutionary war hero. Oh, no, yeah, exactly. No mention of, like, this person owned slaves. Yeah. Like, that's what it, I, I just, statue discourse well, is crazy. Not to mention that a lot of those statues, especially statues of Confederate generals, went up in the 60s and 50s and 20s even in response to yeah. civil rights movements. Yeah. Right, as a way of scaring people and reminding them of the country that they're in, of, of the I history like, of the country that they're in. What's the website? Southern Poverty Law? I can't remember. Or some shit like that? That, that is, like, a, a pretty good organization, though. That's the, yeah. that's our name, right? Something like that. Okay, it's something like that. It's some it's something, something law. Like, I think it's Southern mm-hmm. Poverty Law. It has a chart tracking the date yeah. where most Confederate, like, war hero statues were erected. And it's up bur- during both civil rights movements. Mm-hmm. That's when it was. Yeah. It wasn't anywhere. It, they're, they're explicitly too scared black people. You also got to love how the right wing in this country, at least, like, the, the end wokeness right, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. that, that crowd has completely just abandoned being in support of freedom. Like, oh that's not even God, a part of their political agenda anymore. Because if it was, they, they really wouldn't care. They'd have a more libertarian view towards uh, social matters. Mm-hmm. But they've completely abandoned that. They're going for abortion bans. They're getting rid of gender-affirming care. They're going after the LGBTQ broadly. It just freedom to them isn't a consideration anymore. Like it just doesn't they're matter. They're just going hard religious yeah. right. They're going so hard religious They also right. conveniently forget that Donald Trump had a whole group behind him called LGBT for Trump. Yeah, what about the LGBT uh, alliance? And he <laughs> sold, uh, during one June, he sold uh, MAGA hats that were rainbow colored. Yeah. Uh, they just forget about that, though. There, there's There's been a period like that we've covered for the last couple of months where it's like during the midst of all this trans people are grooming your kids, drag yeah. queens are grooming kids rhetoric. There's been the LGB alliance and all of these like lesbian, yeah. gay, and bi people but that's it separating themselves from trans people and other queer people just to tokenize themselves and talk shit yeah so see as a as a cis guy cis het guy right i say this with maximum amount of uh, humility okay 100 percent humility i i might just be talking on my ass (laughs) i feel like the people that are going like I'm gay, but don't associate me with a T. Like, you know, uh, we, we're not similar at all. We have nothing to do with each other. I feel like that's kind of a psyop. That's <laughs> reek psyop to me. You know what I mean? Because very clearly the interests are aligned because of the history of oppression in this country. It's uh-huh. pretty obvious. I think the people, at least the the, the inception of that kind of narrative is just like a, a psyop or like a, a narrative spun by uh, like Daily Wire type organizations. See, but it's like Dave Rubin's a real person. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like Dave yeah. Rubin exists and he's like in the same, like Candace but Owens he, he's a gr- I think he's a grifter. Like he doesn't believe any of that. No, I remember we talked about this one clip of Dave Rubin where he was asking questions from viewers. This is like 50 episodes ago, right? Mm, okay. And a viewer asked him like, how would he feel if he had a gay kid? <laughs> oh yes, and I remember. him as a gay man, he's like, well, I wouldn't want my kid to be gay, but not because like I don't accept it, but like well, but just because it's it's just harder be hard. in this world to yeah. be gay. Like it's just harder to be not gay that than that's it a bad thing. straight. Not that and then oh, that's right. Yeah. Cuz he took that and he said, "Not that I think it's bad for things to be hard in life, but it's just a uh, uh, harder." And he's just talking it's like, "Come on, bro." Mm-hmm. Like one, you're actively making it harder. Yeah. Then- <laughs> and two, 
Let's be real. There's there's that there's that round table with uh, Dave Rubin and the others where Ben Shapiro was like, "Yeah, I wouldn't come to your wedding." Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't, it wasn't even a round table. I think it was an interview. Oh, on interview. Dave's okay. Show where Ben Shapiro's like, "No, I wouldn't come to your wedding," and Dave's like, "Oh, well, yeah, I respect your religious beliefs." <laughs> It's, it's, it's a clown oh show. Oh my god, it's crazy. I'm I miss when we were talking about CRT. Yeah, CRT miss, really fell off. You know, we we would have episodes where we were like, yeah, guys, it's another tax episode or talking about legislation. But now it's oh, all guys. Just, you know, last episode we had a break. Build back better. We, we gave you all a break last week from the the transphobia news, <laughs> yeah, the anti LGBTQ yeah, yeah, yeah. news, and that was fun. You know, we had a good time, but we knew what was coming this week. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from like the Trump indictment stuff, which of course we'll talk about, but uh, we knew that there was uh, lots of transphobia. It's back with a vengeance. Yeah, especially after seven days. <laughs> <laughs> especially because you know Joe Biden and the people at the White House had mm-hmm. the audacity to, to have up. the pride flag front and center yeah. with the American flag flanking it. Yeah, ridiculous. I think it was kind of actually a heat move, though. Who fucking support. cares about the flag? Yeah, like, <laughs> come on, <laughs> like that's we put it on swimsuits. <laughs> Trump has uh, bastardized versions of the flag that he sells. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. to his audience like nobody cares like uh, underpinning all of this discourse is like you don't actually care about the mm-hmm. flag or you're a fucking nerd who has like bad views you mm-hmm. know what i mean you're not like a cool nerd like a nerd who, who likes comics and does stuff like that you're you're a weird nerd who is actually harming a danger to groups. society a danger to society <laughs> yeah. god it's so ridiculous it's so ridiculous i'm sick of it let's get into the episode <laughs> Welcome back to Head in the Office, everybody. We have a loaded episode for you today. Mm-hmm. So much news to talk about. We got the Trump indictment, as I mentioned. We got a SCOTUS decision, yes, some election do. news we got to talk about, uh, and so much more. SCOTUS season. It's, it's heating up. It's heating up, yeah, baby. Yeah. We got a lot planned for today's episode, but before we get into it, as always, I'm going to get down on my hands and knees and beg. Just, just absolutely beg, scream I'm, to the gods above. I'm begging, I'm pleading. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm at my wits' end, really. I might even make a deal with the devil mm-hmm. if I can get more of you to go check out the Patreon. Desperate. Patreon.com/slash head in the office spot. It's in the description. You can just click the link. You can just, just humor us. Look at it. Maybe consider signing up. And then if you do. If you sign up into a, a one of our tiers, you might be able to get early access to all of our episodes, exactly. and that's a good benefit. You might be able to join, you know, the Sunday sermon mm-hmm. and get access that's to right the gospel. Now. It's happening like, right now, three days before it, before you would the Wednesday weenies. Precisely, do, precisely. As you've so aptly called yourselves, <laughs> you can also check out the YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Discord. It's all down there in the description. It really helps us. Leave a like and a comment if you're watching on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe, share with your friends, mm-hmm. and we'll love you forever, intimately, not parasocially. Got to. Also, if you want to support the show, you could always read or leave us a five-star review to read on the show and we got apple podcast we, we got, got a couple, couple today. today we could kick we it always appreciate with, it uh, we could kick it off with perfection yeah by yeah. fishbones nine okay go for it thanks guys i just started your podcast and i'm in love mm-hmm. i found you guys on tiktok i enjoy your commentary and agree with your points of view thank you of course you do thank I you mean, i mean i think we're well argued you know, what I'm you know saying? if i'm oh if i'm sticking God. with my uh my my promise of humility i think we're our, our positions are well argued well articulated yeah, if, I, if i'm to humble myself uh, you know we're really just the best <laughs> i just i think i have a command of the issues you know what i'm saying <laughs> You know, if I'm to be humble about it, I think I really just have a leading voice in this space. (laughs) I think I'm a thought leader on the left. I don't know about (laughs) you guys. Uh, Our next one is from Julian Franklin, an amazing leftist podcast. Hey, guys, huge fan of the show. I'm a socialist that is currently deployed overseas and love listening to the pod to unwind and relax in my free time. Thanks for giving me the ammunition I need, uh, not in a literal sense, I hope, uh, every week to de-radicalize my squad mates in a funny and reasonable way. 
Keep up the great work, comrades. Much love from the troops. I'm guessing de-radicalize in the uh, pulling to the left sense. Bro is one yeah. of the uh, one of the 14 people in Ukraine right now. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's watching this in Kiev, going crazy. That's good. I didn't know we had. Uh, I didn't know that our woke mind virus, all our like uh, mutation of it, had exactly. infected the U.S. military. Hitto's serving. Right yeah. now. joined up. Yeah, Hitto's <laughs> serving the nation. GoHitto.com, basically. We serve in multiple ways. I, I will say. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Out of the next. Next one, we have fantastic in-depth political podcast by Chill Cascade. Okay. Finally, after searching for so long, I found a podcast that features such underrepresented voices <laughs> like underrepresented voices like mine. Says that white guy STEM major. In all serious, that's right. It's an underserved group right here. Yeah. In all seriousness, these guys are fantastic at dissecting the noise we hear every day in this insane political hellscape and cutting right to the heart of the issue, which is extremely helpful in understanding the most important underlying invocation implications mm-hmm. of the news every week. Coupled with the application of actual political theory, oh my God. I feel like I get more and more indoctrinated every day, as you should. Mm. Seriously, you can tell the passion is there when you listen. Thank you for guiding me into my political freak era, and with the incredible insights and perspective these two good boys provide. Oh my goodness, Fred. Oh my good God. Good boys. I can, <laughs> I can now annoy my friends and family more effectively. Big ups for my fellow Big Ten student in Indy. Go Boilers. P.S. Mm. I triple dog dare you guys to read this on the pod. And if you do, we did. I Ooh. promise I will shed my Wednesday we need chains and join the supremacist Sunday supremacist cabal. That's you heard crazy. it here first, really. The application of political theory. That's what we're known for. And you know, honestly, the Sunday supremacists are the ones that heard it first. Exactly. That's true. That's crazy. a good point. That's a good point. Our last review for today here is from uh, Loney slash Lark4261. These guys are the complete package. I stumbled across Hitto on TikTok a few weeks ago and had to upgrade to the Sunday supremacist almost immediately. I've been binging my way uh, through the now 100 episodes. This is 101. That's right. And I'm fearing the day I run through them all that I can't. Uh, that said, I I can't really explain how much I enjoy the boys' ability to deliver hot takes on our capitalist hellscape with just enough humor to keep me laughing instead of crying. The pod is always informative and has rapidly driven me even further left than I was before after I, or when I started listening. If you're on the fence about being a patron, quit being a Wednesday weenie and sign up for the Patreon. It'll be the best $10 right. you ever spend monthly, of course. That's, right. That's crazy. We're rapidly approaching uh, having more Hitto content than there is One Piece content on the internet. And that's crazy. If you know, you know. If we you got know, one yeah. from Instagram. All right, let's go. From Weed Thief 69 along with the entire population of minnesota i've been forced to listen to hit via ham radio by governor tim waltz of communist minnesota <laughs> thus spreading the radical leftist ideas of two cishet white males statewide congratulations boys you did it with much love and solidarity we leave 69 in minnesotans oh thank you so much we leave 69 minnesotans isn't minnesota the the communist place now yeah yeah, yeah, yeah minnesota's we, done doing communism yeah. okay well um Shout out communism. Shout out Minnesota. Thank you all for the beautiful reviews. Shout out uh, cis hat white guys. If you yeah, exactly, <laughs> underrepresented group, no, nobody talks about them. Yeah, ever. That, I think end wokeness would agree with you on that <laughs> one. Um, if you guys want your review read on the show, just head over to Apple Podcasts and leave it. Or if you have to, Instagram DMs are always open. Oh, shit, bro. If you, you want to hear us. those reviews a little bit early, uh-huh. a little bit early. Hit the Patreon, you know what's good. Exactly, because Patreon always knows what we're up to earlier than everybody else. They do. And we got some stuff planned on the way. Some, yeah. You want to know about it. Sometimes we do. I want to know about it, so you'll want to know about I, it. I also you know want to know about it. I wouldn't want to be, me personally, I wouldn't want to be left out. That's all I'm going to say. I wouldn't want to be out of the loop, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like in-group, out-group dynamics. And, like, I want to be in the in-group. <laughs> well, precisely. Do you want to be, you want FOMO, really? You want to yeah. be left out? Wow, you're, you're not hanging out. You just couldn't make it to the hangout? That's really sad. What if the fucking internet just stops, yeah. like, on a Tuesday? Mm-hmm. You're done. You're you're not getting that episode. Exactly. You never know when another debt ceiling crisis People is People on Sunday did, though. Precisely. All I'm saying. Precisely. 
First piece of news we need to talk about is something that we knew was uh, coming for a little while, but it kind of hit us like a, a bus. Pretty big one. Yeah, it was a big one. Pretty and big it's one. a pretty significant uh, news story that we got to talk about. You all know what we're talking about. It's the Trump indictment. President Donald Trump. We, we've known he was under investigation for taking documents uh, from the White House to his residence in Mar-a-Lago without permission when he wasn't supposed to be doing mm-hmm. it. Throwback to the FBI raid in August 2022 oh, yeah. that we covered in our episode titled Defund the FBI. Because oh, that so was a good. fun little narrative so we good. got out of that yeah. news story from It's still going on. It's yeah. still going on. It's yeah. gas. Yeah. Uh, well, just last week, a federal indictment of Donald Trump was unsealed detailing exactly what crimes he's being uh, accused of in terms of the classified documents. And uh, folks, it's not looking good. My favorite, really bad. my favorite thing that he was formally accused of was sharing, uh, sharing secrets like highly classified secrets of an invasion to, I think, Iran. Into yeah, well, Iran I think with it's a, a country A, but it's like it's probably Iran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. to a journalist with no security clearance. <laughs> <laughs> and then another one of my favorites that I read about <laughs> was he showed he showed a campaign staffer or. Er, Maybe not a campaign staffer, just one of his Someone staffers. Someone from a uh, political action committee. Yes, one yeah. of the Trump PACs. No security clearance. He showed them a map of U.S. military <laughs> sites just like across the globe and shared with them vulnerabilities of the United States and also <laughs> also where we have weaknesses in maybe getting invaded where our weaknesses are militarily and our plans for the future. Like, come on, brother. It's come so on. funny. It's so funny. He's just sharing state secrets with <laughs> random people. It's like he just pulls up to meetings and he's like walking out. He's walking out of these meetings with these huge packs, right? Millions of dollars on the line. He's just, yeah. he's, hey, you want to see something sick? And hey, bro, just, you want to see something cool? That's just like what was in the indictment caught on tape. Like this dude has a, a horrible habit of just admitting <laughs> yeah. to crimes on tape. <laughs> And also, my my favorite line out of all of this is he's showing, it might have been one of the people you mentioned or some other person he was showing uh, yeah. classified information to, where he was like, uh, I can't show this to anybody. Look at it. It's secret. Look at it. <laughs> it's like, you're just, a, like, we got him, right? Bro, like, like, that's he's, it. He's so real for that, though. <laughs> yeah. He's so funny, dog. Oh, my God. He's it's so a, real for that. It's as everyone predicted. It's just as stupid as everyone predicted. Yeah. It's He just wanted the clout. He wanted to be like, look at these secret info. Look at the secret information. Like, come on, look at I'm so secret. I know all of this. Yeah. I know all of this. Come look at me. Come look at he me. Li- he admits, he's me. like, uh, it's secret. I'm not supposed to show you. Look at don't, it, don't get too close. Oh, I'm not supposed to. Oh, oh. What if, it, what if I just dropped it right here, though? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So in all, Trump is being charged with uh, 37 felony counts. Now, this is from NPR, this list. It says uh, one of them, or the first one, willful retention of national defense information. This is counts uh, one to 31. And these are for documents that are being held at Mar-a-Lago, many of which yeah. improperly, uh, as we'll talk about. There's just pictures of the documents in boxes, just like in a bathroom. Yeah, I was uh, there. Or just in a ballroom. Yeah, Gage was there. I was there. He posted the photo. Gage is actually the one that found them. <laughs> Maybe planted them, too. Who knows? Maybe Could I was in conspiracy. the raid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the next one is conspiracy to obstruct justice. This is for Trump and an associate that seems to just be an accomplice in all of this. His name's like uh, something Nauta. Can't remember oh, his first name. Yeah, but uh, he's like he's been described as like a body man for Donald Trump. He was like his valet or something. He had worked for him. uh, I don't even know if he worked for him while Trump was in the White House or not, but he's been working for him for some time now. I bet every single one of his staffers knows like a, a handful of information that they shouldn't. Yeah, and I bet if they all got together, they could really piece together like I don't know the United like, States military capabilities. Government, <laughs> they could probably like run a good like he's, it's just like a constant drip feed to different people. And yeah. if they all got together and synthesized the information, they could uh-huh. put it together like a puzzle. Yeah. And then that puzzle would reveal a map of all our black sites across the globe. Yeah. 
Uh, he's also being charged with withholding a document or record. This is him hiding or moving boxes uh, so that his attorneys specifically couldn't find them. He was oh, misleading nice. his attorneys during this whole thing, basically. Oh. Uh Corruptly concealing a document or record, similar thing, hiding boxes, concealing a document in a federal investigation. This is him hiding documents and submitting false certificates to the FBI. Nice. That's illegal. Can't do that. Uh, scheme to conceal, more hiding charges. And him and Nauta are both being charged with false statements and representations, lying to federal officers is basically what that is. And it's like, the, it's just important to note that like, those are the charges. Yep. The charges really surround like, okay, he, he, he knew, he knew, he admitted to knowing that he had classified documents. He refused to return these classified documents yep. and he went through a bunch of shenanigans to continue to hide and avoid returning these classified documents. Yep. And I say that to bring up the narrative that all, accounts like end wokeness that I wish I never had to ever fucking talk about ever, yeah. which didn't know existed, are tweeting out and popularizing this narrative that like, oh, well, they didn't go after Hillary Clinton. They mm-hmm. didn't go after Joe Biden. When they had classified documents, blah blah blah. What about Obama and his? It's like okay, or even Mike Pence now. Okay, right? one like I can give you a little bit of leeway, leeway and say like, yeah, they shouldn't have had them, mm-hmm. but they also didn't lie about having them, and they didn't lie about not giving them back, and they mm-hmm. didn't refuse to give them back on tape. And they didn't you know plot. What I'm saying? They didn't plot with like their accomplices to lie and give a couple back and make it seem like they gave them all back, but not really, exactly. and hang on to a couple of them. Exactly. Like that. That's not what happened. It's like to the Joe Biden. theatrics of it all. Yeah. Like, that's what he's being charged. If he'd have just given them back. Nothing would well, happen. Well, even so, like with, with end wokeness or um, the other hooligans on the Fucking internet. Fucking Kevin Sorbo. If, yeah, if they want to argue that, oh, well, Joe Biden having documents, he deserves to get investigated, then that, to me, seems like an admission that they believe what Trump did was wrong, right? Yeah. They're saying what Joe Biden did was wrong, and I can get it, you know, hypocrisy, criminal justice system not always applied evenly if you want to take that stance, whatever. But in saying that, you mm-hmm. are admitting that Donald Trump should be charged with something, right? Yeah. Because it can't be wrong for one person and not another. I mean, if that's the argument they want to, I, it's, they're, they're wholly inconsistent. They don't like, actually if, believe. If that. you want to so. take that, go ahead and charge Joe Biden. I don't care. Yeah. Like I do not gas. give a shit. That would be so funny. That'd be so yeah. cool to cover. Might as well. I mean, as, imagine they raid the White House. As End Wokeness <laughs> said, Western civilization is going down anyway. Might as well. Yeah. You know basically. what I mean. So in all, Trump faces decades upon decades in prison if he gets at, if any of these charges stick. It's it's going to be pretty bad. And uh, folks, it's Jover. It's mm-hmm. Jover. It's never been more Jover. Never. Yeah. Not yeah. once. A lot of these charges are related to the Espionage Act for reasons we'll explain in a moment. And we've already kind of alluded to. Uh, and the obstruction charges carry heavy sentences as well because uh, law and order. You know what I'm saying? You know, he, he's I'm a law and order candidate. Ironic. You know, yeah. the law and order candidate, the guy out here under indictment of felony charges. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And look, like as Gage already mentioned and kind of vis-a-vis our episode from August last yeah. year, uh, the problem here was that Trump was lying to the National Archives, refusing to give a lot of documents back. And that's bad enough as it is for him. But it gets really bad for Trump when we take a look at what's actually in the indictment. And I'm going to pull up a, a little screenshot that I took of it because I think it's worth uh, reading off exactly what happened here oh and again sick. it's kind of what we already joked about but the the exact text is it's pretty damning it's not good for nice. him okay so this is from the indictment on two occasions in 2021 trump showed classified documents to others as follows in july 2021 trump at a national golf club in bedminster new jersey the bedminster club in parentheses <laughs> during an audio recorded meeting again audio recorded oh my god with a writer a publisher and two members of his staff none of whom possessed a security clearance trump showed and described a plan of attack that trump said was prepared for him by the department of defense and a senior military official trump told the individuals that the plan was highly confidential <laughs> secret and secret trump also said as president i could have declassified that and now i can't but this is still a secret so that was just him admitting on tape, like this audio recording, audio recording. 
The second one. Like, did he know he was being recorded? I think so. <laughs> I'm saying, like, he just admits to crimes. Uh, the second one is in August or September of 2021, the bed- at the Bedminster Club, Trump showed a representative of his political action committee who did not possess a security clearance, a classified map related to mil- a military operation, and told that representative that he should not be showing it to the representative, <laughs> that the representative should not get too close, as if being like a couple of feet closer makes it worse in terms of the 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 sentence you're gonna get oh when you're convicted. God. So that's uh, that's straight from the horse's mouth, straight from the indictment document. So um, it's not looking good. It's that's really not so looking good. good, and that's like so far beyond just having classified documents. Because mm-hmm. it's still, I feel like he still wouldn't have necessarily got charged this hard if he had just been refusing to give him back. Oh, for sure, this cat right. and mouse game. But it's the fact that he just gave out sensitive military secrets when conservatives themselves love to bitch about that. Oh yeah, they love to bitch about any possible thing that Joe, the Chinese spy balloon, like mm-hmm. that whole discourse. They love to bitch about any possible thing where they can say, "Well, China, you're 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 letting gay people in the military." Mm-hmm. Really? Really? This is why we're losing wars. This is a national security risk. <laughs> yeah, that's why we lost in Afghanistan. <laughs> gay yeah. people in the military. That's exactly, that's exactly what it the was. reason. Oh my god. But they don't they don't bat an eye. They don't yeah. bat an eye with sensitive state secrets. They don't talk as much about national security as they used to, but it used to be a common line that like Democrats want to make us weaker on national security. Yeah. And here we have the front man for the Republican Party for the last Oh, geez, I don't know, what, eight years at this point? More Something than like that. that. Uh, the frontman for the Republican Party is just kind of uh, giving away secrets of national security, <laughs> to giving away our intelligence, listen, really sensitive intelligence marked top secret. Oh, like, dude, come that'd on. that'd be so sick. Yeah. God yeah. damn. What a, he's so real, bro. He's so real. <laughs> he's just like this me. This is why he's the anti-establishment <laughs> candidate. <laughs> The indictment also says, quote, the classified documents Trump stored in his boxes included information regarding defense and weapon capabilities of both the United States and foreign countries, United States nuclear programs, potential vulnerabilities of the United States and its allies to the to military attack and plans for possible retaliation in response to a foreign attack. So So kind of just laying it all out. So good. I wish I knew. I wish I could have been the guy he told. I wouldn't even blown the whistle. Nothing. I just want to (laughs) know. Well, I can't imagine actually being one of those guys like just because like I, Trump is doing this because he thinks he's like, cool, right? He wants yeah. the clout. He's a dumb person. He This is just what he wanted to do. But I got to believe that the people he's showing this stuff to, especially like journalists, know they're not supposed to be seeing it. Oh, they have. To. And they got to just be shaking in their boots when this was happening. Like, oh, my God. Can they get in trouble? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, if it's sensitive enough, they're going to get like vaporized, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> they're going to get with a heart attack gun. If it's top secret enough, <laughs> like pre- charges won't be pressed against them, but they will be <laughs> deleted. It's going to get pressed against them. <laughs> oh, yeah. The heart attack gun. Exactly. Oh, no. Now, uh, of course, Republicans are attempting to frame Trump's now second indictment. Yep. On uh, They're trying to frame it as Joe Biden's political attack on Donald Trump, right? Joe Biden, it's a banana republic, and they're trying to uh, persecute political enemies because uh, Donald Trump's the most likely to beat Joe Biden in the 2024 mm-hmm. election. The argument goes something like that. And as I've said before, I'll just repeat the same point. Is it political to indict Donald Trump? Yeah, probably. But yeah. It, it's, again, it seems like he committed the crime. We got him on audio saying, look, this is secret. Look at it. Like, it's one of those things where it's like you can't not indict him. Mm-hmm. If he, if there was no audio tapes, if it was just the little cat and mouse of like, the, I'm not going to give the documents back, then it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. But you got him on tape, dog. Like, yeah. that's that's 
you can't not. Well, and it's like they call the banana republic to come after political enemies. But of course, the alternative is doing nothing. And then it is really a banana republic because our uh-huh. political elites can commit any crime they want once they're out of office because pursuing them would mean it's too political. And it's doing nothing when there's public knowledge that he indeed committed crimes. <laughs> yeah. Like this was all public. The raid was pretty public. Like, Well, because of him, right? Because of yeah. him. He made it. Like he yeah. made everyone aware that he committed these crimes. Dude can't stop self-reporting. And it goes back to the the election denial claims. Like, even when he's on the phone with fucking uh, homeboy in Georgia. Yeah, that one's still coming, too. That one's yeah. still coming. He's talking, find me 13000 bucks. Like, he can't, he can't help himself. <laughs> yeah, that's also on recording. <laughs> like, he, any other criminal would be so much more careful and cautious about who they Literally, tell things to. Fucking but credit card scammers go through more work than this. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. So is it a political attack? Yeah, I mean, yeah, probably. But like, who cares, right? Because it seems like he, he committed the crime. Right? Yeah. You kind of have to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I don't I, I don't really believe that Joe Biden sitting behind a desk, you know, thinking strategically about how he can get Donald Trump out of the race. I don't think that's happening no, at all. No, absolutely not. I don't think the DOJ, I don't think Merrick Garland is sitting right. there like, oh, yeah, this is what this is what Merrick Garland's probably pissed he's got to do anything about Trump anyway. Yeah. I know that dude doesn't want to. No. Because no. There's, I mean, there's all of the January 6th shit that he's done nothing with. Yeah. I, I don't think he wants to do it. But I don't he, think he has he no cares. choice here. He, he seems to legitimately be focused on things that conservatives have been complaining about while not like covering the things he's doing. Like he has been legitimately focused on fighting fentanyl from coming across yeah, the borders. Yeah. Uh, a month or two ago, he delivered like formal charges to, I think two pharmaceutical companies in China, a middleman in like Ecuador or some mm-hmm. shit and actual like cartel members who are known to traffic fentanyl. Like mm-hmm. he's actually fighting the things that conservatives care about. Like, I'm sick, bro. Yeah, yeah. I'm it sick. also does bear uh, repeating that uh, Trump's lawyers, two of them, just left after they saw this indictment. <laughs> they just quit. They're like, "Yeah, no, nope, this is. I'm not like, doing you're it." Fucked. Like, yeah. At that point, you're fucked because I bet they were top dollar lawyers too. But yeah. you know what? I don't know if I'm very uh, confident in Trump's ability to pick legal counsel. This is true. After he picked um uh, uh Rudy Rudy, Rudy and Giuliani for years. Sarah, no. Sydney the Kraken, Powell. Sydney Powell, the Kraken, the yeah, Kraken. she was the Kraken that got <laughs> yeah, released, yeah. and Sydney Powell, like those, they weren't the best. <laughs> I bet they were worried about getting disbarred, like Julie did. Yeah, um, I, I know the lawyer he has for this case, I think, is the same one from the Stormy Daniels case. So he's uh, double oh. dipping for this one. But I think the ones that quit, like some people were like, "Oh, are the the attorneys in on it too?" Maybe, but I think he probably just like had him on retainer. Um, and wanted to use them again. And then they saw the indictment. They're like, yeah, dog, yeah, I'm not getting mixed up in this. And For also, real? like, a lot of, it seems like a lot of Trump's lawyers end up getting mixed up in his crimes. You know what I mean? So uh-huh. I don't blame them for wanting to like, get that lot of was, there. Was Michael Cohen one of Trump's lawyers? I think was so, right? Is that what that thing was? Didn't he just testify recently? Didn't Michael Cohen go to prison for what he I did? I think, yeah. Alongside, yeah. Oh, yeah, he yeah. did, didn't he? He did like a year or two. Yeah, <laughs> but to be fair, Trump probably does have a case against Michael Cohen. Uh, at least a couple surprised. of his lawyers, because some of them did like- I'm just, sure yeah, they're they all dirty, dirty yeah. people. Like. Uh, yeah. Trump's got some bad lawyers. Uh, if if he ends up going to jail for this, that's why. Not because he committed the crime. He got screwed by his lawyer. One hundred percent. It's he got screwed by his lawyer. Mm-hmm. He got screwed by Merrick Garland and the Justice Department. Their weaponized yeah. political attack against him. Exactly. That's why in the Inflation Reduction Act, Joe Biden wants so many dollars to go to the IRS. They're uh-huh. really just funneling it to the FBI to get Trump. Oh, exactly. I'm a I'm a Trump indictment truther. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know what's going on. I'm a Law and Order candidate. You know, what I can see through. I question everything. Yeah. Really. Yeah. So Trump is set to appear in a Miami court on Tuesday, which is a day before this episode launches for the general public the wednesday weenies and so on so uh we will probably get a lot of news so, well we might not get too much news, news out of won't that come out before wednesday i feel like the news would come yeah. out in like the coming weeks 
Especially because um, it's going to be a closed door. Like, no one's going to get to go in and, like, That's see what happens. Corny. There's not going to be any videos. There's not going to be any audio. There might, we might get some course sketches. With my tax dollars. We could get some course sketches. Those are usually pretty cool. Um, but I don't Man. think we'll get much out of this because uh, they're going to keep this tight until it is, like, ready to go. But he is getting. He does have to show up in court again. Court sketches are pretty sick. Yeah, I hope we get some like dope. Like they always look like wa- cool watercolor paintings mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can just make ones. Uh, we could just like type into um I don't know Dolly uh, image yeah, generator and be yeah, like yeah, yeah. Trump's uh, court sketch uh, while he's in court. Put it on a shirt. <laughs> yeah, that's original art that we created. That's right. We didn't <laughs> yeah. say it wasn't stolen and extrapolated from other. We have an original take on AI art. Over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have an awesome take on AI. Like yeah. I have a very unique take. So we've covered the front runner and the GOP primary. Yeah, I think it's time to talk more about some other candidates that are populating who, the field for president. Are the people that are uh, lagging behind a little bit, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. still have a chance. <laughs> yeah, we actually have a um, a nice I don't know a, a nice mortgage board of uh, different candidates we got to talk uh-huh. about from around the political spectrum. Oh, but I sick. think as we'll uh, get through this section, as we'll thoroughly interrogate their beliefs, mm-hmm. we'll find that they're not that far apart. At least functionally, in yeah. practicality. They in what they're doing. Apart. Exactly, exactly. Okay. So we're going to do a little bit of election talk. The first one we got to talk about is Nikki Haley. She had a town hall with CNN, similar to the Trump town hall, but a lot less people watching because she's not important. Yeah, because she um, sucks. So. Uh, and when I say less people watching, I include myself in that because I did not watch it. Neither did I. And I'm not going to, but <laughs> we're serious political commentators, so we got to cover it at least a little bit. A couple of takeaways from the articles I read up on it afterwards. She refused to give an answer on abortion. The clip here is actually really funny. I don't have this clip. We got clip later on of of an answer she gave that we should talk about but the clip that she had for um on on an abortion ban jake tapper was the one who was moderating he asked her about six weeks because that's like the the republican threshold right now right six weeks and she said that she will give an answer on that once joe biden answers if he's gonna allow abortions up to 32 weeks like so she just dodged the question like i don't get it because like he is or like like what does she mean by that um his stance is pretty clearly restore roe yeah, uh, I think that's pretty his, his obvious. His stance is very clearly like abortion should be the law of the land. You should be able to get an abortion. Yeah. So I think he's answered it. I don't think he's ever said like, yeah, let's do up to 32 weeks. I don't think he's ever indicated he'd be open to 32 weeks. It just sounds like a lie to me. Or is it like, was 32 weeks, oh, was didn't Roe say that you, could, uh, you couldn't do anything before 32 weeks? Well, Roden said it's it basically let the the states decide what they wanted to do, except the first trimester, everyone could get an abortion. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah and yeah, then yeah. It, said, it let the states decide for uh, second and third trimester what they wanted to do. Wait, beyond that. thirty-two weeks. That's, that's a like long almost time. Uh, birth. I was going right? to say that's like a really there. long time. Actually, I yeah. think that's like what eight months. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think actually before KCV Planned Parenthood, I could be wrong on this. Um, you know, I'm only just speaking with a law degree or whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. KCV before KCV Planned Parenthood, I think it was viability was the cutoff, and then the the rules changed after that. Okay. I don't know exactly the legal jargon here, but it was legal before. Yeah. I know that. Oh yeah, I was thinking it was 32, 32 weeks. That's crazy. What that's the like fuck? almost. What birth. the fuck is she doing? Well, is the, she trying to hit the infanticide angle? I, I think the line is like oh. Well, they want to allow abortion up till birth and even after. Even after? <laughs> yeah. they wanted, they, even after birth, that's what they're trying to do. Yeah, so she just wouldn't give an answer on the abortion ban. She said she wants to defend Ukraine, though, which is a hot that's take so in the Republican weird. field. Yeah. 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 Um, not really expected, especially since Ron came out against Ukraine. Trump has been saying he can negotiate a peace deal in a day. Exactly. He said the moment he's back in office, Putin will stop because they're yeah. good friends. They're good buddies. Also, talking about Republicans, I saw that um, Ron DeSantis said something. One of his new lines of attack, which I think is incredibly weak. Okay has been that um, you want to elect a candidate who can be there for eight full years. That's his take. Because Trump can only get one more term because he's already president for one term. So he's saying you want someone who can be there for eight full years. Trump can't do that. 
Um, he already did four, my guy. Well, he already, well, the idea is like you want someone who you can elect twice. You want to elect me once and then again. You can't do that for Trump, though. So you want someone who can be there for eight full years. Yeah, but like this is his choice. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> well, that's kind of why. Because it's like, and then Trump responded by saying like, oh, you need eight years to get it done. I can get it done in six months. Oh, that's so sick. <laughs> That's so he said, good. He That's said, I can so say good, I can get bro. everything fixed in six months. That's oh all I need. Oh my God. <laughs> it's actually perfect response. Ron is so done. It's Jover for Ron. I'd have been, I'd have been fucking mauling if I was Ron. And he'd... Nah, because you know Ron and his team were like cooking up. Like, how can we convince people that they got to vote for me over uh, Donald Trump if we're like similar on all these they policy had, issues? Mm, ah, at least two strategy bulb. meetings about this. Light bulb above the head saying, I can be in there for, for two full terms. Trump can't do that. He already got elected once. He oh, can't get two full terms. This is a really good angle because then I can be there to make change for the future and make sure that I can monitor these things and stop exactly. them as they arise. He's like, that'll this will convince people, right? Because they're always thinking about who's going to be the next president, who's going to be the next person for the GOP. And then Trump responds with, oh, you need eight years? <laughs> Give me half a year. That's all I need. And everything's fixed. So perfect. He's so good, bro. He's so I, I hope he loses again for like obvious reasons, but I hope he comes back for a third run. Yeah. <laughs> just for out of nowhere. Just like for fun, you know what I mean? Just so you can from just prison. Start from prison. Fucking throwing out these one-liners. Oh, maybe hear me out. He goes to prison for these indictments mm-hmm. after the election happens mm-hmm. after the election happens and he loses. He so we can get him on the debate the stage. Exactly. Yeah. And then he's running his, uh, his third campaign. Get me elected so I can pardon myself because I don't deserve to be here. <laughs> I think he's already kind of running on that. He will, he will pardon himself, right? Like that's yeah. going to happen. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I bet Ron DeSantis will, would pardon him as well. Uh, and maybe even Joe Biden will commit to pardoning him too. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Back to Nikki Haley, though. Uh, she said that entitlement reform has to happen. And this is code for I want to cut Social Security, yep. Medicare, Medicaid, by the way. And then there was one take on wokeness that I thought was particularly insane. Oh, oh no. So let me boot up this clip. It's about a minute long. Uh, you'll hear Jake Tapper's voice first. And um, it's pretty egregious. It's, it's pretty really? bad. For Nikki really? Haley, I was, I was shocked. So let's take a listen. Okay. Woke. The word woke used to be used by progressives to talk about an awareness of inequities and historical inequities. But obviously it means something else to conservatives criticizing it. What does it mean to you? How do you define oh, woke? There's a lot of things. I mean, you want to start with biological boys playing in girls' Classic. sports. That's nice. one thing. The fact that we have gender pronoun classes in the military now. I mean, all of these things that are pushing what a small minority want on the majority of Americans, it's too much. It's too much. I mean, the idea that we have biological boys playing in girls' sports, it is the women's issue of our time. <laughs> My daughter ran track in Not high abortion. school. I don't even know how I would have that conversation with her. How are we supposed to get our girls used to the fact that biological boys are in their locker rooms? And then we wonder why a third of our teenage girls seriously contemplated suicide last year. We should be growing strong girls, confident girls. Then you go and you talk about building a strong military. How are you going to build the morale in a strong military when you're doing gender pronoun classes? Why is it that... Why are they clapping and for then, the gender then, pronoun classes? And then the, the crowd claps it up, right? What? Who is CNN getting for these town halls? I don't know, but it's like... 
To be clear, this is Nikki Haley saying that there is a high rate of suicidal ideation among young girls because of trans people. Yeah. That's that's the line of argument. Be- because she took. of I, you know, all of the all of the women in what is it like Oklahoma or Kansas or wherever that yeah. may have contemplated suicide in high school. That's because of the one trans person that lives in the yeah. state. Yeah, that's because it. of the because of the the one trans athlete that wasn't even on their team. Like that's how disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Just to so many different groups of people that one statement like that's crazy like don't get me wrong high suicidal ideation among teenagers in general huge problem right yeah. now in the yeah. united states absolutely non-trivial huge, issue middle school high school big issue but to blame it on the existence of trans people is a unique form of fucking evil yeah it's horrible yeah no suicidal ideation amongst teenagers non-trivial issue yeah uh one fucking teenager in the entire state who wants to play sports in the gender that they uh they identify yeah, with yeah, yeah. Trivial issue, let me tell you. Yeah. Oh my god! Especially because every time we talk about a trans sports ban for like high school, for example, it's always like, oh yeah, there's three of them in the whole state. Yep. Or in the Utah one that we covered, however many it was like a year ago at this point, you're like, oh yeah, there's one starting one person, <laughs> one person that wasn't even like getting ready to be like a college athlete, wasn't mm-hmm. even in that conversation, just playing sports for fun. Yeah. God, dude, I can't, I can't. It's like it makes me think, right? Because the the the. Uh, trans women in sports thing is like the one transgender issue where if you look at Gallup polls like surrounding mm-hmm. the I don't know whole breadth of different issues selected the topic like puberty blockers um, whether or not they should exist or yeah, not yeah, yeah. bathroom bills that's the one issue the public seems to actually like agree shouldn't happen right like that's the one thing that the general public as a whole the majority of people think that there shouldn't be sure. trans women in yeah, sports yeah, yeah. no doubt but which is stupid already for reasons we've detailed so many so many fucking times conservative commentators or people running can't just stop at hitting that point. Mm -hmm. Like, they can't think strategically enough to stop there. They have to go on and try and create, like, their version of the culture war. She goes and ties it to that. They have to go on. They can't just stop. They have to go on and say pronoun classes in the military. Mm-hmm. Like, just stop there, dude. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Well, I think Nikki Haley is doing the classic um, try to appeal to everybody and end up appealing to nobody kind of tactic. Yeah. I think that's what this is because she's got the wokeness that she's talking about from Ron DeSantis and I guess some of the other can't. Vivek Ramswamy wrote a fucking book about it. <laughs> He's got a couple books She's got the wokeness, it. of course, um, and she's got the, the kind of classic Republican we need entitlement reform. She's got the like, um, I don't know, neoconservative war hawk angle where we need to, well, not even war hawk angle, but because that's not necessarily war hawk to want to fund Ukraine, but yeah. just generally like we need to promote American dominance globally, that uh-huh. kind of perspective. I think she's trying to do everything. But to your point with uh, transports generally being, uh, people generally being pretty conservative yeah. about that. Yeah, no doubt. And that's why I hate talking about this issue because the idea that gender is some kind of biological essential thing to your character and who you are and what you can do is so heavily ingrained in people's minds. Mm-hmm. And the issue of sports generally, like even taking the the a broader view of it, sports is incredibly complex as a science. Oh, yeah. And I'd rather leave all of this up to people who actually study it. No, absolutely. Because it's, it's something that like average people don't need to concern themselves with how sports are run. And there's already regulation for trans people participating uh-huh. in collegiate sports, for example. So like it, it's, it's an incredibly complicated issue that people don't fully understand. And because of how we are taught about gender throughout all of our life and just the uh, cultural context around gender, like, yeah, absolutely. People are going to default to a conservative position even if it's fucking stupid and it's also just an incredibly niche issue still 
Yeah, there's for sure. There was like what? There was Leah Thomas, and then there was a runner, mm-hmm. and those are the only two that I can really think of. Yeah, that have been like big names and like that conservatives have picked up. And again, the only reason I know about these people is because conservatives can't stop bitching about them. Yeah, yeah. It's it's and those two. I've been hearing. I feel like I've been hearing about trans women in sports for. Uh, probably longer than like this current moral panic's been going on. For sure. Like I remember my freshman year of college, I was in a, a world politics class, and for some reason, uh, trans people participating in sports came up. Uh, of course, I, I have no idea why this happened, <laughs> but it did. And this was this was before I was paying that close of attention to politics. As I you am know, now. all roads lead back to trans women in sports. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually the defining issue. Marx was wrong, um, <laughs> but like that, it's come up before. I'd heard it before as well, uh, and it's almost like conservatives are kind of they know kind of where the public is on this and they're trying to use it as a foot in the door to justify further intervention in the lives of um, non-conforming yeah. people because that's really what it is it's yeah. a it's a foot in the door it's the one issue that they have like culturally it's the one mm-hmm. trans issue that they actually have a majority of people in and they use it as a wedge to be able to get to everything else right because mm-hmm. the bathroom bill thing doesn't really work yeah. like as much as they hammer it in and as much as it works with their like the small fraction of their base that it works with, it doesn't work broadly if you actually look at the polling. Uh-huh. Uh, the issues of transgender people existing that you see accounts like End Wokeness constantly complaining about, mm-hmm. most people are completely fine with it. No, yeah, most we've never been more tolerant, right? do not care, yeah. yeah. It's just so so weird how they're taking these things, and they're going so, so fucking far right with it. I don't yeah. get it. And it's like, I maybe, maybe this is a tired point. Probably completely wrong here, but it feels like we're getting to the point where it's like these issues are either going to be make or break. Mm-hmm. Like come this next election cycle, yeah. they're going to be make or break. Kind of like how I feel that uh, CRT was with the midterms and how abortion mm-hmm. was. They're still talking about it, but they're not really talking about it that much anymore after they lost so hard. The one thing that kind of worries me about that is leading up to the 2022 midterms, I think they recognized that their stance on abortion was a losing one Yeah, because nobody liked their stance on abortion. And they instantly pivoted. And we had elections in August of the same year where states were affirming the right to an abortion, conservative states like 60 to 40%, mm-hmm. right? So I think they already knew it was bad, but they haven't really slowed down on this at all. That's I don't true. think it's a winning That's message, true, yeah. to be fair. But I think that they're um they're sticking with it. I don't know what else they would shift to, right? I just think they, they can't help themselves yeah. when it comes to some of these issues. Like, and even even the thing we said before we started recording, Trump like knows where this is going. Oh my God, that's yeah. yeah. I was gonna bring There's that Trump quote, quote up later, but okay. I have a Trump quote. He after his indictment, he uh, was giving a speech at I think like this Republican, some big Republican like donor thing, and some like a campaign stop kind of thing, kind of like a campaign stop, yeah. kind of not like just like a Republican convention <laughs> nerd convention really oh, yeah, yeah, type yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah. Horrible person. The convention. KKK meeting, the, <laughs> yeah, the local clan, yeah, the local clan meeting. <laughs> yeah. He was giving a speech, and in his speech, he said he started talking about like trans issues. Uh, he said something like if i'm elected president i'm gonna uh defund any school who talks about critical race theory which is a weird thing to hit now yeah like that's very much a relic of like his election you know sounds what I like, mean? Well, yeah but it sounds like a, a stump speech kind of thing to do 100 you know I mean? percent. and then he said any school that teach critical race theory and transgender insanity uh that's a quote and other inappropriate racially political and sexual content to children the remarks brought a standing ovation yeah and then trump couldn't help himself he said quote it's amazing how strongly people feel about that you see i'm talking about cutting taxes people go like that and then he like 
lackadaisically clapped his yeah, hands yeah. like there was a lethargic response from the crowd and then he says quote I talk about transgender everyone goes crazy who would have thought five years ago you didn't know what the hell it was yeah. like he, he admitted it he's like, so he's real for that the game away and he's real for that like and he's the only one that can do that mm-hmm. like Ron DeSantis can't go on the stage and talk about like you know it's really it's really kind of crazy how nobody mm-hmm. really nobody was talking about transgender issues five years ago but now everybody is yeah like, he can't do that, and it's because Trump's so fucking dumb. Like, yeah, and they'll make the argument that it's like, oh, well, in the last five years, Democrats and liberals have started shoving it down our throats more. It's like, no, nobody has. No, they haven't. It yeah, hasn't really you, changed. It, I always think of the statistic where there was, like, some study done on Facebook where it showed that right-wing accounts are the ones posting about trans people infinitely more than uh-huh. left-wing accounts are neutral news sources. Uh-huh. It's always them. Like, they're the reason everybody thinks that trans people are, like, or not everybody, but some people think that trans people are, like, numbered in the, in the tens of... Of millions in this country yeah. like come on yeah now. it's just because anytime someone in any minority does something wrong or i don't know maybe even not even necessarily wrong but just like i don't know whatever yeah they can't help but post about it and connect that to their status of being a minority yeah and they always got to make it seem as though the uh the number of trans people or i guess lgbtq people in this country as a whole is like some kind of hulking number that can command our political institutions it's like no big transgender like is after your kids like yeah one percent of the population is trans according to the the numbers that i've seen and that's like uh not a trivial number of people of course Mm -hmm. like they deserve political enfranchisement they deserve rights and consideration of course 3.5 million people but to say that they can control any institution or corporation or whatever is kind of fucking insane well i don't know i beg to differ (laughs) the the trans lobby is insane right now i've seen so many arguments (laughs) like that i guess we'll get to that like right now uh because the next guy we've got to talk about is rfk Okay. Um, All right. Cool. Cool. Joe Biden's got some fierce competition in his primary. This dude, yeah. RFK Jr. If you don't know who he is, I don't blame you. Uh, but <laughs> RFK Jr. is the son of JFK's brother, the JFK that was the president, by the way, yeah. John F. Kennedy. Um, and RFK was the uh, former Attorney General of the United States. RFK Senior. That is now his huh. son, RFK Jr. Uh, is running for president Another on the Democratic billionaire side. Billionaire fail son. I don't. I don't know if he's a billionaire or fail son, like well, rich kid. Yeah, and he's kind of fucking crazy. That's what I've gathered nice. from the the things I've seen on him. He recently held a Twitter space last week with Elon Musk. Uh, to I don't think it was even to kick off his campaign. He just did it because he wanted to. <laughs> for fun. He saw um, Ron did it. He's like, oh, he did a really good he, job. This did really. This went well. <laughs> I think, yeah, he did it with Ron DeSantis. Had much many less people. Obviously, didn't uh-huh. get as nearly as many as Ron did. Uh, didn't break the internet as yeah. it were. Yeah, like Ron did. Um, he claims to be a Democrat, of course, but throughout his history as a political interlocutor, he's pushed <laughs> anti-vaccine conspiracy theories. That's his big one. He said that the COVID-19 pandemic was planned to give Pfizer more profit. Oh, the pandemic. He's, yeah, he's <laughs> likened lockdowns in the U.S. to Nazi Germany. Uh, that was one of oh. his big quotes, I think, back in like 2020. So he's pretty crazy. Um, That's so sick. RFK is a pretty crazy guy. And he's a, he's a conspiracy guy, obviously, but he does register in polling because of his last name, I'm going to guess. It's 100% because it's last name. It's got to yeah. be. It's got to be. But um, yeah, he's a, he's kind of a conspiracy gate kind of guy, a conspiracy bait kind of guy. And the question is like, does he have a, he's not going to beat Biden, of no. course, right? Like Biden's got the primary on lock pretty much. Does he have appeal though to like your average American? Uh, no. I, <laughs> I, well, I kind of think, so, think in, so in a way that is really annoying to like me as someone who's like actually on the left, not this guy who's as someone who clearly a right wing grifter. Brain. Yeah. So it, the thing is like the issue with candidates like RFK outside of them being crazy is they touch on really very real issues without actually interrogating the cause of it. Right. Like Mm. does Pfizer make tons of money? 
Yes. Yeah. Every healthcare company makes tons of Are money. there issues with big pharma? Absolutely. Absolutely. But that's how capitalism works, right? Is that uh-huh. these companies get to make enormous amounts of money off of our physical need for survival. And they also get government contracts, subsidies, et cetera. So they make billions of dollars off of our need to survive, obviously. But the problem is that candidates like RFK Jr. and, and other conspiracy-minded people will inject that kind of conspiracy into their ideology and theories as uh, a way to like single out companies like Pfizer or people like Bill Gates and claim there's like this larger plot to deceive people when in reality that's that's just how the system works it's working as intended yeah and my problem and the more sinister part of all this is that it turns real structural critiques of the economy that people like us have into just mm-hmm. Culture war issues, where it's just red versus blue again. And to be honest, when it comes to people like RFK Jr., you're one step away from just saying it's the Jews without any real structural critique. Oh, 100%. And exactly, there's no structural critique. There's no solutions that they have. They just want a virtue signal about Big Pharma Mm -hmm. because people understand from issues of the Sacklers that Big Pharma can be very bad sometimes. It's just a virtue signal. Mm -hmm. They don't actually want to do anything to hurt profits. They Conservatives love to come in and look at any industry that's for profit. And if it can be attached to minorities, gay people, any of their political goals, they'll say that the profit is bad. And it's going to put me on a tangent to talk about the Matt Walsh Twitter thread. Oh, yeah. It's the same thing. It's the same exact premise, right? So Matt Walsh has been teasing all Pride Month after he dropped What is a Woman on Twitter for free and the whole entire planet viewed it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He's been teasing that he's got something big coming. He's got something big that's going to blow the lid off of big transgender yeah. and the the transgender grooming lobby and it's going to it's going to it's going to blow the whole fucking house down, right? He said and, the alphabet the alphabet mafia is heading too good for exactly. too long. They're alphabet, coming down. Alphabet mafia is going crazy. Yeah. The LGBTQABCDIA plus AFGLMNOP. Yeah. yeah. That's a quote. Be, they need to be stopped. Yeah. And so he dropped his he finally dropped his bombshell Twitter thread. And what it was is he had like one of his managers or oh, staffers yeah. or one of the people under him go undercover to ch- chop his balls off, yeah. as Matt Walsh phrased it. And he just went and he had some meetings with like not a therapist, but like a group that helps trans people get their uh, reassignment surgeries. Yeah. And he was like, well, he made sure that he didn't fit the criteria for gender dysphoria, but they still said they'd give him a diagnosis for gender dysphoria because insurance wouldn't cover it unless he had that diagnosis. So they lied about the diagnosis. It's like, yeah, but you, you pointed them that way so that they could lie about the diagnosis. <laughs> yeah. And then were, you were intentionally vague and weird about the criteria that you meant to get that diagnosis. But even, even if you came through and like, I can accept that they were willingly able to lie about the gender dysphoria diagnosis. I can accept that. Hear me out, right? So that you could get the reassignment surgery that mm-hmm. you needed and get it paid for by insurance because this shit is expensive. That was his whole entire critique. He's like, big trans, these transgender health... <laughs> These transgender <laughs> healthcare firms are coming through and they're profiting off of these kids and people's reassignment surgeries. So if they're profiting off it, they have an incentive to get people mm-hmm. to want more. So that's why they're dishing out and so willing to dish out all these fake diagnoses. And it's like, okay, sure, that looks really damning when you look at it. But then you look at any other healthcare The industry. entire fucking infrastructure in this country. That's how it works. Therapy. Yeah. If you want to get your insurance to cover therapy, your therapist is going to put down a diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't have it, they're going to say anxiety yeah depression yeah 
it, they're not going to prescribe you even anything. if you don't fit the regular the like the exact word for word diagnosis if you don't fit the dsm-5 diagnosis uh -huh. for depression like you wouldn't fit the dsm-5 maybe wouldn't fit the dsm-5 diagnosis for gender dysphoria your therapist is going to put that shit down depression anxiety mm -hmm. ocd whatever so that insurance will cover it for you yeah. so you don't have to pay out of pocket that's how it works doctors routinely will tell insurance companies that they're treating you for something that they're not so that they can go through an off-label like yeah. use of a medicine yeah right like like I, i'm talking to my doctor right now we're trying a new treatment for my muscle disease and yeah. I, I i had a prior authorization issue i can almost guarantee that he's going to go to the insurance company and say oh actually we're trying to work on this issue yeah that's not necessarily what we're working on but we're doing the off-label use yeah well no and, and that's exactly it because <laughs> it's a it's a condemnation of the whole industry there's all kinds of medications that might help you out but aren't that can't be prescribed necessarily for the diagnosis you have yeah. and your doctor or whoever's helping you will be like oh well let's give you this so the insurance will help out uh -huh. Th that's how the system works Th that's always that's how it is and you all have gone through this the fact that they are so inconsistent with their consideration of how healthcare works in this country means they just want to single this out because it, it's associated with trans people yeah and also i loved the uh the expose quote unquote <laughs> that they did because the dude calling is an adult right it's not a child yeah. trying to get sex reassignment surgery or anything like that and he purposefully lied to the person he was talking to and it's like of course you can tell them anything and they'll if you lie to them purposefully of course you're gonna get what you consider like a yeah. wrong diagnosis and or it's something. also like he lied in so many weird ways mm -hmm. too like he he lied about like having the gender dysphoria to get his foot in the door and then he like backtracked on those lies to see if they'd still go through with the diagnosis. Yeah. Like you're also like a fucking adult dog. <laughs> yeah. And they also said, uh, they claimed that the, whoever they were talking to didn't fully outline what the procedure would do. And if you listen to the clip, the person talking calmly explains what, what would happen, like exactly what yeah. would happen and what they wouldn't be able to do with their body in the future, et cetera. Yeah. Like it, it's all there. None of it is damning. It, it, I was just also if anything, surprised. it's like a, a positive sign for our health infrastructure or for how we treat gender affirming care in this country based on how comprehensive that person's response was. Yeah, and honestly, their willingness to give them the diagnosis so insurance would cover it mm -hmm. because these are treatments that just like help people and no regular person is just no person's just gonna go fucking do this yeah and if you want to say you i'm sure you could point to like i don't know three five maybe fucking doctors sure. who have done some bad things related to trans care right mm -hmm. who have coerced maybe coerced somebody into getting a surgery but you know what regular doctors do that shit all the time mm -hmm. there are just bad doctors that exist there are bad surgeons there mm -hmm. are bad practitioners who push you into treatments that may not be helpful helpful uh used to be a whole issue with like uh, uh pharmaceutical representatives going and paying doctors to prescribe yeah. their drugs like these are things that are just issues with the industry as a whole yeah. but when you only pretend that it's an issue with the trans part of it it's it's very pointed and i was honestly personally offended that he <laughs> thought that this was the bombshell that oh, it wasn't yeah you know what yeah. i mean like i was obviously one offended because he's a transphobic bigot yeah. but two i was just offended because he got my hopes up that's what I'm saying. I thought something fun was going to happen. Like, I thought there was going to be something where I'm going to be like, okay, you know what? Maybe I have to do some research in order to dismantle it because I'm going to be able to dismantle it because it's coming from Matt Walsh. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think it was going to be a thing that I could read while I'm waiting to, like, take a fucking piss test yeah. <laughs> and then instantly respond to it, you know? Like, oh, my God, he sucks. And if your deeper problem is uh, with the, the profit motive and the health insurance I have industry, a solution uh, boy, you. do I have the solution for you. <laughs>
You're not going to like it, but that is the solution. <laughs> I know how to remove the profit motive. It's oh, all single-payer healthcare. <laughs> we can fix this. We can yeah, fix this. Yeah, government-funded healthcare, just like every other developed country on the planet, I think that might be the move. God, what a fucking eye. Yeah. What a guy Matt Walsh is. Absolute dummy. Back to the election. Yeah. We do have one more uh, candidate that we've got to talk about that it's an, that's announced from another party. You may be thinking, another party? You talked about a Democrat. You Whoa. talked about a Republican. Whoa. There's third parties in this country. Is it is it the Freedom Party? It's Andrew not. Yang's? <gasps> it's not the Libertarian Party. Really? Not the uh, no, the Forward Party. That's it. The Forward Yang. Party. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Not, not the, the Green Party. Not the Green Party? No. This is uh, from the People's Party. It's oh. Cornell West who has announced he is running for president in the People's Party. Uh, Cornell West, if you don't know him, he's been an activist for like basically his entire life. You've probably seen a Cornell West clip. Like yeah. if you like uh, do politics or like he's involved on politics guy. on the yeah. internet, you've definitely seen Cornell West. And to be clear, at the start of this section, I do think Cornell West believes what he says about like equity and, and, and fighting yeah. for marginalized groups that kind of thing but um uh, spoiler alert i think uh people's party is a grift uh, i don't yeah. think it's like a real serious like, thing i generally from what i've seen he's had some good takes but i don't know enough about him to say whether or not that he's like solid like a bernie guy you yeah. know like a bernie i can say bernie is solid right. there are some issues that he may be a little weaker on but he's a solid dude overall i don't know enough about this guy to say that yeah and it's like the problem is that people's party is a third party obviously and we can talk about the structural issues with third parties in this country uh -huh. in a moment but broadly i don't think they actually support leftist values because i've seen some transphobic takes out of them the classic like um yeah, this is an attack on cis women line when yep. it comes to like uh, more inclusive language for trans people or whatever it may be. They've also had some weird takes on wokeness and like have strangely been in support in a way of like DeSantis' stance on immig or not immigration, uh, education. Yeah, like yeah. they've called it like a classic education or a turn. Oh, to you talk about education. the the People's Party specifically? Yeah, yeah. It's I was trying to look stuff up to like find out more dirt on them to see if it was yeah. a grift. And the only thing that I could really find, other than you look up People's Party and the People's Party from like the eighteen hundreds pops up, yeah. is I found. Their website and they were doing the whole like oh yeah these are what we support medicare for all blah 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 yada yada this like education cool things yeah and then they just kind of threw in there we need to return to hand counting ballots yeah that's like that's weird right like, what yeah where does where is this coming from they're like we need to restore democracy and start hand counting our ballots again <laughs> yeah. what there's also the observation that i'm, I'm pretty sure this is the jimmy door group yeah. Uh, and also Cornell West did his official presidential announcement on Russell Brand's That's show. such a huge red flag. And Russell Brand is a far-right conspiracy theory lunatic uh, who you should never trust. He, he's he's an, like RFK, kind of. He's like he's one of those guys that constantly likes to appropriate like left-wing talking yep, points exactly. and left-wing populism to then just push like, oh, actually Pfizer did COVID. Yeah. And again, like, yeah, when, cause Russell Brand will go on about like the, the profit motive yep. and how the trans lobby's making a bunch of money or whatever it may be. But again, without any real structural critique, you might as well just be saying it's a small cabal that's controlling the world. <laughs> uh -huh. You have to have that structural critique of capitalism and understand how the profit motive works. Otherwise you're, you're just going to fall into the trap of, of thinking that it's the Jews. Like right? without actually thinking about it, you, you're going to naturally go to, yeah, there's a small cabal of people that are controlling this Right, all. yeah. You, you have to have a deep understanding of the issues. And uh, unfortunately, I think Cornel West does. I don't think he's like an anti-Semite. I hope no, he's not. He's like a at smart least, guy, which is like weird to guy. see why he went on Russell Brand to do He's this. also old, though, so he could be gone again tricked <laughs> by these people. I feel like he's probably fallen for similar things before, and it's also worthy to note that Bernie Sanders does not associate himself with this party at all. Yeah. He's. I think they asked him to be like the, the front man for them, and he said no. 
No, uh, which, and Bernie's like, a yeah. pretty good indication of like good positions, uh-huh. at least like mainstream uh, uh, leftist positions. So, but it's also just like Bernie also understands like the issues with third parties, yeah, and how first past the post like voting <laughs> won't let a third party ever win. Well, yeah, exactly right, and and that's the other contention is that um, in a country that has first past the post and all you need is even just a plurality to yeah. win elections, we don't assign uh, a seats based on um, I don't know percentages or proportion of the population. Uh-huh. In a country that does that, you third parties just aren't viable. You, you can't. You're Single just member districts, spoiler. you just can't do it. Yeah, That's why it would be sick if Trump ran as an independent and DeSantis yeah. got the nomination so that they could spoil each other. Yeah. But it also, it's like the People's Party, uh, even if they are just a grift to like siphon campaign donations into uh-huh. like a group of friends or whatever, <laughs> even if that's their idea, um, they are running in a sort of left lane that would just siphon votes from Joe Biden. Yeah. And doing that means DeSantis or Trump wins, right? You, know, you got to think about the consequences. And look, I hate the two party system. Yeah. I really like Democrats, awful party. Horrible. But there's a little bit more at stake right now than the two party system. Mm-hmm. Uh, trans people, th- trans people existing, for example, like uh, abortion rights it, and so it's much It's a more. bit high and mighty to say, like, well, you know, if you. You, if you don't like the two-party system, why don't you vote for the candidate you actually support? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you can't. You kind of you kind of have to get into a little bit of harm reduction. We're yeah. not at a stage in anything where we can sit there and get on our high horses and say like, oh, yeah, well, I'm I'm voting for a third-party candidate mm-hmm. because that's that's the person that's going to do the real change. That's the person who's really principled. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I'm going to end up – I'm going to vote for Joe Biden. Like, I'm look, not going to be happy about it. The, the way our voting system works, terribly broken – and easily fixable, right? Uh-huh. If we had ranked choice voting across the entire country, every state, every election, uh, for sure I'd tell you to go vote for third-party candidates That's if you want. all the time. Because you wouldn't be, in a sense, throwing away your vote to the right-wing candidate who's going to win off of uh, the 5% that the third-party candidate gets, right? Uh-huh. Um, but we don't have that system right now. <laughs> And it doesn't seem like that's going to be happening anytime soon. So for now, uh, yeah, we got to vote for Democrats, unfortunately. For now, we kind of got to eat shit and uh, put in the work for the the primaries. But but not this primary because this primary sucks. Yeah. Well, speaking of the primary, one last thing we can talk about before ending it out is the RNC debate. Uh, The RNC Republican Party or the Republican National Committee has put out some debate rules uh, and they have a date set now for when the debate's going to occur. I'm excited. It's on August 23rd. That's Market the date that they've picked. Calendars. Circle it, mark it, start Exit it, do it out, you take do. the day off. Uh huh. Yeah, take the whole day <laughs> off to prep for it. August 23rd will be the first primary debate for candidates running on the Republican ticket. And they've set up the following criteria to ensure that, ensure that you're eligible. You have to have a minimum of 40,000 donors from at least 200, uh, with at least 200 from 20 different states. So, okay. um, uh, just making sure you can raise money, I suppose. I guess. And then you also have to reach 1% on three polls following July 1st, two of them of which have to be national polls. I guess that makes you have to be relevant. Yeah, you, you well, you to have be to be relevant. You can't just show up on the debate stage. Uh, and you have to hit a, uh, uh, a minimum number of uh, donors, that being 40,000. And with this criteria, we can already safely say that Trump, DeSantis, obviously, they're going to make it. DeSantis yep. raised like $8 million already, which is kind of, it's fine. I feel like that's not really a lot for a guy like him well i think it was like eight million off of uh like right after his announcement he raised oh, okay which is like good numbers for a candidate but at the same time i know he was collecting for primary in general which is a thing you can do uh-huh. um because the max an individual contribution can give is i think like 3300 this election cycle so okay. he's collecting 66 but he's gonna have to give it back if he doesn't make it to the general election so it's a little inflated you know nice. what i'm saying okay cool um so we know trump DeSantis, they're gonna be on the debate stage no matter what vivek has already indicated he's made it 
based oh, on these I'm, guidelines. I'm sure he did, yeah. Uh, Nikki Haley's uh, likely to make it. Mike Pence is probably going to make it. Tim Scott's probably going to make it. Chris Christie, maybe. Yeah. Um, I think most of the people that have announced will probably make it onto the debate stage, given this criteria. Are we Jolton? Uh, well, Bolton hasn't announced. Oh, that's... I want to. Ah. Trust me, I want to, but we're running out of time for, for us to jolt for the Come Bolton. Come on, John, bro. You don't have that much. You got to give 40000 Maybe he was waiting. Maybe yeah. he was waiting for the criteria He's to like, get on shit, stage. I'm not getting that. No, he is. I will be all 40,000 of those donors. I will make oh, up fake names. I'll, I'll run across 20 states. Let me, <laughs> let me tell you. I'll, I'll start donating. Yeah. I'll throw out some fucking money. Uh, and that's why you should hit the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we can make sure John Bolton makes it on the debate <laughs> stage. We did get uh, a new guy announced his run for president, though. Really? Doug Burnham. Uh, nice. <laughs> you know where Burnham heads around here. <laughs> Absolutely, big uh, Burnham guy. Or Doug Burgum, uh, North Burgum. Dakota. Yeah. Burgum, my bad. Uh, North Dakota governor. He's announced. I don't know what he thinks he's doing. Um, <laughs> I didn't know who this guy was until I saw a single headline that he's he announced. the North Dakota governor. Mm, yeah, I think so. so South Dakota's Christina. Okay, yeah. I always get confused. Yeah, I always get confused. She's bad enough for both of them. So there's not yeah. really room for Doug to get in there. Yeah, Christy Nome should have announced instead, but I think she said that she's not going to. So, you know, <laughs> rip. John rip Bolton Christy. heard the good ones. They're not joining. <laughs> yeah, we got yeah, all the bad all ones the though. Ones. Chris, Christy, Mike nah, Pence. That's come on crazy. Up. I think if Vivek's polling at like a couple percent, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he'll that's, make it. Nah, that's he'll definitely so cool. make it. No doubt in my mind, Vivek's gonna make it. There's gonna He's be a some, sleeper pick. There's gonna be some sound bites that come out of that August 23rd debate. Let me tell you. And you know, I'm excited for it. I'm I am. For it. I'm, I'm pumped. I'm already getting the popcorn ready. So mark your calendars. Uh, we'll be covering that 100%. That's right. And, you yeah. know, speaking of marking your calendars, right, I think we're going to have to start marking our calendars about every week from now for the next uh, couple months, mm-hmm. couple weeks, really, because it's SCOTUS decision time, baby. That's right. You already know. In this time, you know, typically we say SCOTUS and all of you, uh, you scoff. become fearful. Yeah. <laughs> you, <laughs> you're you worried. You quiver. Dread. You're shaking your boots. You're just, dra- you're draped in dread as we mentioned you the Supreme Court. You sit there court. in a fetal position with the blanket around like, oh no, what rights have yeah. been taken away from me today, which is a valid concern. Well, this time we have good news out of the Supreme Court. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm happy to report. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We, we have good news out of the Supreme Court. My position on SCOTUS has changed. We need to bolster the institution so it can never be taken away. Exactly. I'm now uh, anti-packing the court. Yep. I'm anti-judicial oversight yeah uh, yeah look they made a good decision it's a good institution yeah though. yeah so the supreme court uh, the supreme court recently ruled five to four to uphold the voting rights act laws concerning racial gerrymandering Ooh. now this needs a little bit of background but it's a five four decision and before we get to it i'll let you all guess uh who flipped sides because that means two conservatives <laughs> voted with the liberals on this one it's two conservatives if it's a if it's a good one you know that conservatives are all on the other side you can get you we can already rule out clarence thomas <laughs> <laughs> we, y- y'all already know where clarence thomas is and it's like, yeah. reading about this decision really had me thinking like earlier, like, fuck, dude, has he ever been on the right side of a decision? I don't think so. Has Because there was another decision that dropped this week that was a bit of like a sleeper. It was Katenji, ended up being Katenji Brown Jackson's uh, first major like opinion. Okay. It was a case like reaffirming like patients' rights to privately sue people who violate like Medicare things. Mm-hmm. Like if people do bad things on Medicare, like institutions, hospitals do bad things on Medicare that they can't do yeah. as per like federal regulations, individuals can sue them for that. Okay. And it was just a case reaffirming that. Uh, and it ended up being good. If it would have been bad, it would have been really bad. It would have gutted Medicare almost like completely pretty nice. much. Uh, and that was cool. Clarence Thomas was on the wrong side of that. I'm not a, surprised. It was a 7-2 decision too. And Clarence yeah. Thomas and Alito held their ground. So a little bit of background on this decision. As we've talked about before, state legislatures 
Congress uh, and U.S. House districts have to be redrawn every 10 years based on census data on the map. So when you're trying to figure out uh, what district you're in and you look at the little map with all the numbers, those get changed every 10 years. And they were just changed in uh, after 2020. They were just changed in a bunch of places. Yeah. 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 Um, And that's exactly what this case concerns. So gerrymandering, of course, the practice of drawing maps to produce a certain outcome. Racial gerrymandering, you can imagine, is the practice of drawing maps in a way to disempower people of color. Uh, usually by splitting up neighborhoods and cities yeah. into smaller Think chunks. about Austin, Texas, and yeah. the way it's split into six districts. Yeah, it, it's just a, a means of drawing the map to set the rules such that it's really hard for communities of color to come together and actually showcase political mm-hmm. power. That's basically what this is. And in the 1965 Voting Rights Act, it established what's called uh, majority-minority districts. This basically says that if a certain percent of the voting population is um, black, for example, it could be any racial group, but mm-hmm. black, for example, uh, and there's an opportunity to draw a district that is more than 50% black voters, states have to do it. Yeah. Um, and this rule and basically the entire Voting Rights Act was, of course, in response to historical discrimination at the polls against black people and other racial minorities. Um, so these districts have been a means of um, ensuring that people have adequate representation where they usually mm-hmm. didn't. And now, important note, because I've seen this conservative take already. Racial groups don't inherently share political interests. Yes. Don't be a white supremacist, okay? Like, don't fall into the racial essentialism or anything like that. Black Americans, for example, share political interests because of the history of oppression. Otherwise, they probably wouldn't. I can already hear Candace Owens talking like, oh, whoa, I'm not a Democrat. I wouldn't be a Democrat. I can already hear it. Don't be a white supremacist. It's nothing inherent to any racial group. It's because of the history of political persecution. It's really just about trends and how they, some of them kind of have to vote. Yep, yep. Now, uh, uh, the Voting Rights Act has been gutted before by SCOTUS, which is why Uh, I'm uh, so surprised. been gutted by John Roberts. Yeah. Ever since Section 2, which was voted in by Ron Reagan, which mm-hmm. like kind of expanded like racial gerrymandering things, like in a good way. Protections. One of the it, only yeah. good things Ronald Reagan ever did, yeah. honestly. Uh, ever since Ronald Reagan did that, Justice Roberts attended like weekly strategy meetings back when he was only an attorney for the Justice Department mm-hmm. to try and like gut it. He constantly has worked his entire career to gut it. So many <laughs> SCOTUS decisions that he's headed have gone back on it. Oh my so it was God. really weird to see him author the majority of opinion, majority opinion here, reaffirming so support and going back not necessarily going back on precedent but going back on his own personal precedent yeah that was kind of nuts we got some special demons in the fucking supreme <laughs> court really Jesus, right? like imagine committing years of your life to gutting the voting rights act <laughs> anyway in uh, a 2013 scotus decision shelby county v holder the supreme court ruled of course authored by justice roberts yep. uh that states with a previous history of discriminating at the polls don't have to go through the extra voting rights amendment or the voting rights act procedures to change their election laws in the past states like texas for example would have to get additional approval before they can change like their a laws federal board because they were known to discriminate against uh-huh. people with their voting laws uh-huh. um but that's not in place anymore. It hasn't been since 2013, and that was that was a really bad thing. That, that, was, that was a bad thing. I think there was there was also some shit. There was also some shit saying like the way the like the text of the Voting Rights Act, or there was an expansion that John Roberts and the court like put into the Voting Rights Act as justices. Mm-hmm. I was reading about it this morning. They've put in language that's not in the text of the bill or the Crazy Constitution that they can do that, to right? create new precedents surrounding it to kind of gut the Voting Rights Act. There was something that said like, okay, but like there were four popular forms of voter discrimination in the 80s that were actually lawful. Mm. So like, <laughs> it was sick, right? Love like, that. Uh, well, it makes it surprising because of their their track record of being so terrible. In this case, Merrill v. Mulligan, that um, 
they actually sided against the racial gerrymander. Yeah. In Alabama. Not Thomas, though. Well, no, of course not. <laughs> Alabama was accused of racially gerrymandering while the, a quarter of their population is black. Um, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was something like they had seven, I think, uh, house seven districts, districts. And only one of them uh, actually comprised of 50% or more yeah, One of them was majority voters, minority. I and I think yeah. it represented about 14% yeah. Yeah. of the my overall population which was like half of the minority population yep, because yep. Alabama's 27% black. Yeah. So some organization sued, said, uh, what the hell are you doing? And the Supreme Court in a 5-4 decision actually ruled that the Alabama state legislature deprived black voters of the right to choose a representative, which is, uh, again, wholly unexpected because it upholds mm-hmm. the Voting Rights Act. And uh, John Roberts and, uh, if you wanted, if you were guessing at the beginning, John Roberts and Brett Kavanaugh are the ones that switched sides away from the conservative court. So um, welcome to the resistance, Brett That's and right. John. They're now leftist they're communist uh-huh. marxist uh-huh. uh crt the woke mind virus yeah basically the woke mind virus got to him guys come yeah. on the last bastion of conservatism in the supreme court yeah so clarence thomas being clarence thomas oh my god wrote a 48 page dissent <laughs> where he tore this apart a lot of his arguments were pretty stupid but the main point uh is that he he basically one of the main points that i was able to pull out was that he basically said he doesn't think that any current law should allow challenges to how districts are drawn uh only the voting rules yes. should be challenged which is like um what are you voting for? Like, yeah. like what's on the ballot? He also tried to liken uh, these majority minority districts to segregation, which I thought was a good take. Oh, great take yeah. from Thomas, of course. Sick, great, great one, Thomas. Yeah, we know he would. He really cares about that. Deeply. He's a, oh my God, what a guy! He also has this quote. I'm going to read you this little block of text from Insider, and they're okay. reporting on this. Um, in his dissenting opinion, Thomas wrote that the court's decision has turned Section Two, the part of the Voting Rights Act that bans gerrymandering based on race, into quote nothing more than a racial entitlement to roughly proportional control of elective offices limited only by feasibility whatever different wherever different racial groups constantly prefer different candidates yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i think people generally are entitled to proportional representation mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like like i feel like that's a crazy take to have like really you're gonna say that minorities are entitled to equal representation oh my god i feel like you're gonna say that minority votes shouldn't be disenfranchised i feel like every time we cover something scotus related a decision or a joint statement against uh oversight rules um th- i always have the feeling like i could write something better than this for their side you know what i mean oh my god that's what i'm saying yeah. especially all of thomas's decisions really yeah i've never been to law school like humbly i think i could write it better than him humbly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'd probably fuck up like the formatting and then like the pursuant to u.s code blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. but like theoretically you know uh on the uh, the politics side i could definitely do better than him he and seems it's to like, suck at this. it's crazy because like when you get to the minutia of the case and some of the things that were being argued uh one of the things is you have to if you are alleging that there are you're being disenfranchised based on race you have to present the legislature with like five different versions of maps mm-hmm. that work to alleviate the racial gerrymandering that was going on alabama as a state as the defendant in this case was trying to argue that okay you actually can't redraw those maps based on race though because that's re- that's racist <laughs> But it's like, if you're trying to alleviate a racial disparity, you kind of have to do it based on race. Well, that, that, like, if if you're trying to work with like disproportionate representation and disenfranchising groups, you kind of have to factor race into how you draw these maps, especially when you're considering minority majority districts. Well, and and that's the exact thing, right? Is that the Voting Rights Act actually accounts for that because there's a criteria for when and when you're not supposed to construct majority minority districts. Yeah. It's very specific. And the Supreme Court, um, I guess 
guess um, upheld uh, it. The Supreme Court, to like, to, as a, in a positive note, I guess throughout <laughs> history has been very particular in the way in which uh, maps need to be drawn. Yeah. Not necessarily along partisan lines. They don't really touch um, like partisan gerrymanders too much, where you draw based on where Democrats and Republicans uh-huh. are. But in terms of uh, racial gerrymanders, they have historically been pretty like specific about what you need yeah. to do. And uh, it is true that it can be a form of racial gerrymandering to put black voters all into one district, right? It's called packing. It's uh-huh. actually uh, a pretty common form that Republicans will often use to try to disenfranchise voters or um, consolidate their voting power so they can't get a commanding majority anywhere. Yeah. But again, the Voting Rights Amend- or the Voting Rights Act, very specific about how you're supposed to do these kinds of things that I'm sure they just weren't looking at. Um, and it should be noted, I don't love the solution because I don't love that yeah, gerrymandering yeah, no. is, is like a thing that you can do. But the reason, as you said, that these districts are necessary is because Alabama knows this as a state legislature. If they don't have to follow these rules, then they can basically make it so black voters have no political power. Mm-hmm. And that's what's been done historically. The, the, the intention is to disenfranchise. So yeah. you kind of have to engage in some like, I don't want to say fucky behavior, but restorative behavior. Oh, yeah, kind yeah, of. yeah. And you have to recognize these realities. Uh, another thing that you have to prove in order to like redraw these districts and allege the racial discriminations, you have to prove that the people that you're packing into a minority majority mm-hmm. district will vote the same. Mm-hmm. Like you have to bring some proof that they are a block of voters. Mm-hmm. You can't just like pack people together based on race. Yeah. There has to be an external reason for it. And it's like not the best solution. Again, like Jeremy said, but it's it's a thing that we have to do. And this is going to result in a pretty good thing when we consider the next round of elections because it's almost guaranteed to get us an extra representative in the mm-hmm. House, like get Democrats an extra representative. Well, and it's like the fact that maps have to be drawn or the fact that maps are drawn by state legislatures already is like a broken system because clearly they're going to exactly. draw it to benefit whoever's in power the year that the census data comes out. Uh-huh. It's already a fucked up process. Uh-huh. And again, I don't love the solution of majority minority districts because it can get pretty bad if you let it Yeah. Uh, in terms of like um, consolidating power so they can never have a majority. But I mean, we're in a world of limited solutions here. Uh-huh. I think that this should be left up to independent commissions to handle like they did in Michigan and I think California. Oh, I actually it seems like that outcome was just better for I everybody. actually think this should hinge on the independent state legislature theory. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> another, another banger decision that we're waiting on yeah. that I, I hope this one signals they'll be Look, not in support of. It's all highly dependent on context in the state and where uh, how demographics looks in the state, like where people yeah. are divided and stuff like that. And I'm by no means an expert on any of this. There are people far smarter than me that, that know how to draw maps in a way that's actually fair and equitable. Mm-hmm. And I personally think it should be left up to them to figure and, that and out. And people that don't have a, a vested interest in maintaining power through the drawing of those yeah. maps. There's also the observation that um, in the past, these were certainly very necessary tools to ensure that like white supremacists didn't just control literally everything. Uh-huh. Um, but now uh, black people can get elected in a lot of different districts. They mm-hmm. don't have to just rely on majority minority districts. And I think that's why Republicans are coming against them right now or trying to phase them out of existence. And we're hoping for a more beneficial SCOTUS decision because they recognize that um, uh, they can't cheat as well as they could before. Cause that's yeah. what gerrymandering is, right? Basically Cheating. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. God, look at Dan Crenshaw's district. Like that shit is fucked. Eye patch. Yeah. The eye patch. <laughs> I think there's a district in like Ohio that's connected by like a very thin thread and very clearly just packs some minorities in there in a bad way. Mm -hmm. Oh, goodness gracious. And again, can't hammer this home enough. 
Uh, black voters only have aligned political interests because of the history of oppression. There is no inherent racial element uh-huh. that makes you have uh, uh, shared interests with people that are of your same race. There is no white interest yeah. that you need to adhere to, um, which is like, why white districts aren't a political necessity, to be clear. This is taken in account for in the way yeah. that these minority majority minority districts have to work and that mm-hmm. they have to have a pre-existing record of voting as a block beforehand. Yeah. You can't just pack any random black people. It's it's a diverse group on the inside, but there are there are blocks that vote this way, and we yeah. don't want to disenfranchise them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's reasons that these rules exist, and I, for one, am in favor of the Voting Rights Act. Hot take, potentially. Yeah. I actually do like the Voting Rights Act, Civil Rights Act. You can put that in there as well. I'm pro-Voting You can mark Act. me down as a supporter of these pieces of legislation. Anti-Prax-Ben, uh, pro-Voting Rights Act. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, welcome to the resistance, John and Brett. I'm glad to have you. (laughs) I really loved the edits of these guys. Those were good. With like the the kente cloth. Yeah, with like the the, the headwear, and then there was there was one of John Roberts on the political compass with like the all the quadrants with different decisions. (laughs) So good, so good. Oh, I loved it. Uh, anyway, you know anyone can change, really. Yeah. And I think we have to we have to celebrate that. And we should applaud people when they change. And it's like we we should also celebrate the good news when we get it, because you never know when just a democracy ending decision is <laughs> going to come out. Because like, let's be real. I I can I don't know. Like I don't really have a an, an opinion based on like evidence on what they're going to do with more v harper no idea but i feel like they are 100 gunning affirmative action yeah there's two cases on the docket but i think it's it's 100 no gone. chance right there's no chance that they let that shit stand and it's also i think a lot of people that are much smarter than we are when it comes to the law have noted that this is more of an affirmation of previous decisions than it is any like uh, crazy advancement in their stance on like protecting yeah. racial groups in our elections. Oh yeah, 100%. this isn't anything radical. This is no. more just kind of a, a status quo kind of decision. And, and it's more just like Alabama. There are already rules outlined that this group that challenged you adhered to when proving their point. Yeah. They didn't really do much intellectual work to figure this one out. Like yeah. they might have to with and other decisions. I didn't get a look at the Alabama map, but I'm gonna guess it's pretty egregious because one, Alabama. Yeah. Right. It's kind of <laughs> a given. Sure. I can just kind of assume For that. Sure. But also two, I'm pretty sure SCOTUS has refused to look at other maps from different states that had a similar complaint. Yeah. So I'm gonna guess that Alabama's was um egregiously bad. Egregiously <laughs> bad. Egregiously bad for this SCOTUS yeah. to pick it up. Ooh. I think they typically defer to lower courts, like state supreme courts making a decision uh-huh. on this kind of stuff. And this was also, but this is like especially bad. I'm gonna guess. Yeah, this decision was also upholding a lower court's decision from I think two Trump appointees that agreed yeah, with yeah. The voting rights, which is crazy. Yeah, like, they must have looked at them like, yeah, this is this is bad. Guys. Like, guys, come on, like we can be better about yeah. this. <laughs> you know, you'd be a bit more subtle. Come on. Uh, anyways, I think that ends our little Supreme Court decision. Got to celebrate the wins when we get one, uh-huh. or I guess the lack of a loss. You know, however you want to. The lack that. of a loss is that's definitely a good way to put it. Yeah, that's definitely because yeah. like another SCOTUS decision that I think they're one hundred percent going to rule in favor of discrimination on is is the uh, the, the cake gay one? cake one. Oh no, it's a, a, a wedding website one. Cake is like the oh, common hypothetical. Oh my god, yeah. But it's the website. Well, it's not. A, it, it's the thing that happened a couple years ago. But this one was a person who didn't want to make a website for a yep. gay couple's wedding. Yep. I think that shit's getting gutted. I, the I don't Baker think example, The Baker it's example is what people commonly analogous. refer to. But yes, yeah, yeah. it's, it's the same situation, right? Should you be able to say you don't want to provide your business services to somebody based on their sexuality uh-huh. or for that matter, race, et cetera, et cetera. I right? think that they're good. I think it's going to be a, 
I think it's going to be a 5-4 decision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just run some uh, gambling. <laughs> let's just do a little gambling let's, here. Let's make a sports betting website, but bet on Supreme Court decisions. We can have a little spread Look, going I'll, I'll on. I'll put right? a quarter of my half the Patreon on a 6-3 decision in favor. Oh, I'll, I'll put a quarter of my half of the Patreon on a 5-4 decision in favor of discrimination. Uh, Brett, <laughs> Brett switch sides. <laughs> and it's going to be based on your First Amendment right to uh, protect you from religious discrimination because... They're discriminating <laughs> against the person who is didn't want to make the website based on her religion because she's a Christian and views homosexuality as a sin. Oh, nice. And then yeah. they're gonna they're gonna reaffirm textual evidence within the Bible that says that homosexuality <laughs> is a sin. And Clarence Thomas is gonna drop a crazy concurring opinion. Oh, Clarence Thomas is gonna write the majority opinion, yeah. and it's gonna be nuts. It's like actually, uh, you shouldn't be allowed to sell gay people anything. anything <laughs> actually, he's, it's, somehow it's gonna reaffirm sodomy laws, and they're gonna be back on the books. <laughs> yeah. And then Ken Paxton, he's not gonna get impeached. Like, he, like he's yeah. actively being impeached. Yeah, Clarence Thomas is gonna find a way to sneak in that Lawrence v. Texas is just overturned. <laughs> not there anymore. You know, for that matter, a Burgerfeld gone as well. A Burgerfeld fucked you know yeah. what i'm saying and i mean you know akin to losing lgbtq rights we've got some stories out of texas to yeah. talk to yeah even if the supreme court's not taking your rights away texas um, will states may be doing it piecemeal <laughs> yeah uh we gotta talk about texas we promised we would last week uh we'd promise we'd talk about it on this pod last week after we're giving you all a spike. break yeah, <laughs> yeah after, after you rested at the bonfire yeah you got a little bit of a break but um you're not done. We're not done because we got to talk about it as we Job's do just about finished. every week. Texas just legislative what may be interpreted as a drag ban, which is exactly probably what it's, it's going to be interpreted band, as. Yeah. It's a drag ban. Um, it's less extreme than we've seen out of states like Tennessee, for example, but it's still basically the same idea. Uh-huh. These are all very similar in their intent yeah. and their scope. They um, love biting each other's flow. But it's, it's, it's basically what it is. So it's presented as a bill to prohibit sexual performances in front of children, which on its face, of course. It's like, right? yeah, okay, yeah. But again, that's always how these are uh, are framed. But upon deeper examination, it bans the following performances on all public property that includes like government-owned property and stuff like that, mm-hmm. or in front of those that are younger than 18 and or, of course. Okay. Um, uh, the list is representation or exhibition of sexual acts, representation or exhibition of male or female genitalia, the exhibition of a device designed and marketed as useful primarily for sexual stimulation, and this is the the one that people are pointing out, the exhibition of sexual gesticulations using accessories or prosthetics that exaggerate male or female sexual characteristics. Um, that's the part that's functionally the drag ban that people are interpreting or that people are thinking will be interpreted as no drags, no, no drag because performances. Because it's like, what does that mean? Yeah. Like you can't, you can't engage in like gesture that exaggerates male or female characteristic. What the fuck does that mean? What is a gesture that does that? You know, um, it, like the restaurant bar Twin Peaks. Yeah. Uh, I w- Hooters, like shit, Hooters well, and Twin Peaks well, they, and shit like that. They came out, I don't know if they were like talking or on the news or what it was, but they were like, Ayo, this is going to affect us. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, they were, we're like, a, we're a titty bar. That's, that's <laughs> what we do. Yeah. And they were like, oh, well, is it like explicitly sexual? And they were like, yeah. I mean, it's tits. <laughs> like, no, that's uh, crazy. I saw another tweet earlier while every conservative on the the internet was on their uh, homophobic tip it was like a picture I, I don't even think it was from this year it was a picture from some pride event somewhere where someone was like twerking in the street and like yeah. a kid could see it say what you will whatever they're like this shit is absolutely disgusting and morally abhorrent i can't believe that they would allow their kids to look at this and it's like bro you're the same type of person that would take your kid to hooters yeah 
they're the same thing. Well, and it's like, like whether or not a kid sees someone twerking at a pride event or go is taken to Hooters by their dad is the same fucking thing. You just yeah, don't like well, the exactly. rainbow attached to it. That's exactly the point I was gonna make. Is like it's twenty twenty three. You can see twerking anywhere you want. Exactly. Like, you, you do. You can't. You can't not see twerking anywhere. You, know, you know what <laughs> I I'm know. Saying? I'm not saying is like I'm not making I'm any not argument about it. Right. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is like. Yeah, there, there's all kinds of examples you can point to where it's like, for example, when it's like a a kid that's, say, like 10 years old, they're like, oh, he's a lady killer. Yeah. Or he'll see, like, um, I don't know, say, like, Mardi Gras happening or something. Like, uh -huh. oh, yeah, that kid got to see a, a lady. Like, that, how lucky is he? Yeah. But then you get mad when, like, the rainbow's there. Or, like, it's, like, a funny bit in media to, like, fl flash, like, a kid. Like, it used to be a thing, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. flashing, like, kids. And people used to be like, ha, 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 ha. And they're like, oh, the kid's life has changed forever. He'll always remember this. It's or, like, like, a popular. And to be clear, like, that's always been weird. Yeah, like always, I'm not always. defending that. Yeah, yeah, it's like a popular bit in media. Always be like, oh, this kid—they're just looking to see like a titty or mm -hmm. something. It's like, yeah, like I get like where this is coming from, but you never cared then. Mm -hmm. You never cared then until you you put out put out a serious lobby to make yeah. Hooters and Twin Peaks and any other restaurant like that in eighteen plus establishments. I'll never fucking believe you. Yeah, you just it's don't like, like the rainbow. Do you actually care that kids are seeing this, or no. do you just not like that you can associate it with gay? people now exactly or What's it's even here? like it's it's another like popular trope in like media and pop culture yeah. to see like oh a father finds out that his like 16 or 15 year old son just got laid oh high five great job kiddo. yeah yeah they don't complain about that mm -hmm. that shit's weird too it is yeah it's always been weird right God. or pageants for example beauty which is pageants pretty explicit. yeah yeah uh, but I can actually tell you what the uh, the literal intent of this legislation was because okay. I have um, how the bill was written initially. It said, uh, quote, a male performer. This is what I outlawed. Quote, a male performer exhibiting as a female or a female performer exhibiting as a male who uses clothing, makeup, or other similar physical markings and who sings, lip sync, uh, sings, lip syncs, dances, or otherwise performs before an audience. That's what Oh, was cool. Banned. Sick. We're banning theater. Yeah. Well, and it's like, <laughs> like again, these should have to be theater bands. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they, they can't. It's oh my god! That's a good I'm point. So you can't have it. a lot of plays uh, yeah, or musicals plays. on public property yeah. anymore. That's yeah. Or kids, you can't have school theater. They're defunding theater programs. <laughs> yes, I know the theater lobby's powerful. Oh yeah, get some money over there. Big theater. Ooh. I know you don't got writers right now, <laughs> but like, yeah, no. So that that was the original intent of the bill. It seems like the wording was just changed after receiving some heat, but like the original intent is preserved, and the way in which it'll be interpreted and enforced is probably. Yeah. just about the same like how does this work for like like is it like explicit like live performances i guess so like or, no, you can't do it on public property no local governments can do it that what kind about of like movies what about what what if there's a screening of mrs doubtfire <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like what, what if there's a screening of medea somewhere and yeah. a kid is like a pg-13 movie that features like i don't someone cross-dressing as a bit mm -hmm. like something that used to happen all or the time Stephen crowder media. video <laughs> kids shouldn't be seeing those anyway well, for sure not <laughs> well that that's kind of my point is that these laws are going to be applied inconsistently mm -hmm. because their purpose isn't to lay down some general rule for the protection of children but it's to target the lgbtq yeah. and it's like being in drag isn't doesn't necessarily like make you gay or make you trans or anything like no. that but it's just associated with the lgbtq which is why republicans want to target it or it's like that, there was like a, not a Patagonia ad, there was like a North Face ad from like a year ago or something. It's yeah. like, can you not play that in public anymore? Can kids not see that? That featured like a drag queen in like a campy outfit. Oh yeah, outfit. well it was literally like a tent. Yeah, right? it was, was kind of sick. Was I thought idea. it was really funny because it's it's clever. camp, it's a it tent. Clever. Like that's, it's so clever. Yeah. It's so clever. But can you not, like can kids not see that now? Yeah. Like what the, I, I, 
you they're not principled like mm-hmm. the ultimate point behind all of this is they're not principled in any of these attacks these are it's just the culture war and they're just yeah. doing it to hurt people for their own political power yeah so this bill i think it's heading to the governor's desk now greg abbott's desk i don't think it's been signed yet but i'm gonna assume it's going uh-huh. to be it passed the senate and the house in texas so um, I'm going to assume this becomes law pretty quick if it hasn't already. I think it comes into effect this. September 1st. Oh, no, that's the next law we're about to talk oh. about. If you thought that was all, you're wrong. <laughs> we got to talk about even uh, uh, an even worse piece of legislation. So just last week, Greg Abbott signed into law a ban on gender-affirming care for youth in the state of Texas. The law, is set into, the law is set to go into effect starting September 1st, as Gage just mentioned. This makes Texas the 18th state to establish a ban on gender-affirming care. In reality, this ban isn't all that different from the uh, the 17 states that came before it. Uh-huh. It's not as extreme as the recent Florida gender-affirming care bill that just happened, which we should cover next episode because that one's enormous. Was there but... somewhere that banned gender-affirming care for, like, adults, too, or tried? That's that's the one in Florida. Oh, my God. Um, it, it, it doesn't, like, explicitly say you can't do this, but it adds so many hoops and regulations that you basically can't access it Is anymore. that the one where it's, like, you have to go to therapy for, like, a year? Oh, that was a different can... state. <laughs> we, I don't remember what state. We covered that one, didn't we? We did cover that one. I oh remember. My, I can't even keep them straight anymore. Yeah. The Florida one allows like literal abductions uh, <gasps> of children. That's right. Yeah, we, we need to talk we'll about get that, to that next week more in depth next week. But basically, it um, it, and it was funny. I saw like a, a fact check on it that was like, no, this bill does not allow kidnapping. It just allows the state of Florida to take custody of your child if they get gender affirming care. Guys, no, it's kidnapping is a crime. <laughs> well, that's illegal. <laughs> this is yeah, and the government's doing it, so it must not be illegal. <laughs> We'll talk about that next week, though, so uh, stay tuned for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Texas just passed a, a gender-affirming care bill. It's um, it's pretty awful stuff. Hate to see it. Absolutely hate to see it. God damn, bro. Yeah. Um, and as we've talked about before many times, we know gender-affirming care reduces suicidality rates. Um, it has an incredibly low regret rate for just about everybody uh-huh. that goes through different treatments. We also know it's an incredibly long process. You don't just walk in and get whatever treatment that conservatives think you're getting. Yeah. It's a lot of consultation with doctors. And was it just a flat out all gender affirming care? Like for no, youth, a- right. no HRT, no puberty blockers? Right. It's just gone. See, it's like puberty blockers and HRT are both generally reversible. Mm-hmm. Like well, that's are, the point. There are some aspects of it that aren't like super reversible depending on how long you've been on it. Mm-hmm. But either way... Anyone who is on puberty blockers and anyone who is on HRT is going to be in constant consultation with their doctor mm-hmm. to make sure that nothing is going wrong as a result and make sure that they are staying healthy throughout their care process. Yeah. Leave it to the fucking doctors. You you as Greg Abbott and the Texas legislature, you have no right to be interfering in this process. Mm-hmm. It's not a matter of protecting kids. You're not fucking protecting kids. The doctors are the ones that are going to be doing that. Well, especially because uh, conservatives like to frame it as though kids are being deceived as to what's happening like there's no mystery as to what's going to happen to your body when you're taking these treatments it's pretty clear doctors aren't lying yeah it's not a mystery it's gonna block puberty it's gonna do a little (laughs) it's gonna block me like come on it's gonna do some other things as a side effect but like you are gonna be made aware of those yeah you are gonna be made aware of what can be reversed and what possibly can't be reversed depending on how long you're on it Mm -hmm. it's gonna be a constant process where you're constantly checking up with your doctor to make sure everything's healthy make sure you still want to be on them yeah like i we can link a mayo clinic article from like Mm -hmm. 2022 about gender about uh puberty blockers yeah like in the description of this video we will link the mayo clinic article in the description of this video you should go read it like (laughs) it makes it very clear that this is a constant process yeah and the the thing that really gets me it's just like it's it's not a mystery you'll see like um conservatives like matt walsh they'll um they'll boost people that are like oh my god i went bald after taking hormones it's like 
Yeah. It's like, I'm going bald I'm because I got the testosterone. <laughs> like, like, that's, yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, like <laughs> not a mystery. Like, it's a consequence. Of, I don't know. People just, I, I don't know. It's so ridiculous that they frame just it like, like that's that. That's what test does. Baby male pattern baldness. Like, welcome to the club. It's gender affirming. <laughs> yeah. And so a lot of people have taken to calling these kinds of bands, especially the, the Texas one, um, these kinds of bands on gender affirming care force detransitioning. And I think that's true. 100%. That, that's basically yeah. what it is. Because from what I understand about puberty blockers and, and taking hormones is that these things are so helpful for trans teenagers because they prevent you from experiencing a puberty that would otherwise be a special kind of hell uh -huh. for you to go through because all these changes are happening to your body that are not in line with your gender identity, right? It's a it's a special kind of torment. And the fact that we have treatments to avoid this um this mental torment that you'd have to go through. The mm -hmm. fact that conservatives would want to legislate uh, or would want to prohibit your ability to get those medicines is just uniquely evil. Especially because like a, a large portion of the gender affirming care for, for kids argument that conservatives hinge on is there really weird depictions of like surgery that it's like, yeah, any surgery is gruesome. Like oh, exactly. Any yeah. surgery looks gross when it's happening. Mm -hmm. They that's a trick. That's like a gimmick that they've been going on. Yeah. But they love to hinge on like gender trans, like uh, like top and bottom surgery for like minors and stuff, which rarely happens. It if it does, the yeah. only thing that actually does happen more consistently, but it's so rare, is like a double mastectomy. Yeah. Right, where you just you get your breasts removed mm -hmm. and puberty blockers. They'll stop that. Yeah. You won't need to get a double mastectomy if you take puberty blockers like at an early enough age. Well, yeah. So, like, in a way, we can just get rid of these. We can nip it at the source. Well, that's like hormones. Uh, taking hormones has been a thing since like the 80s, right? Yeah. Uh, these are not these are not unsafe treatments that are suddenly new and have never been tested uh -huh. before. Like you can find studies on we've we've had them around for decades. Yeah, puberty blockers seem to be, or uh, according to various studies that I've seen, are, are pretty safe medications, mm -hmm. mostly reversible up to a certain point, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they seem to be helpful to people that need them. Again, incredibly low regret rate. And the fact that we have this kind of medication and conservatives want to prevent people from being able to access it, even though we know it reduces to suicide rates you want to kill people right yeah. like that's the i don't know how to state it any other way and it doesn't protect kids quite the opposite actually because people who are already on these things they're going to be forced to get off of them exactly well, like right a, like yeah. a, like a kid who started puberty blockers when they were like mm, say 13 14 they're just if they're 17 now going strong like comfortable in their gender expression are they gonna have to then get off the puberty blockers yeah. and go through hell yeah. Well, and that's the that's the kind of like forced detransition yeah. that people are talking about. What the, what the fuck? And and I think it's it's absolutely right. Like it, that that's exactly what it is and it's um I don't know, big government overreach like, if I've ever seen it. <laughs> exactly. And it's yeah. like what well, again, against the best wishes of them, their parents and their doctors. So much for parental rights. <laughs> the, yeah, the the medical professionals that are, you know, trained for years to oversee this kind of thing that deal with these kind yeah. of things like hey, it's so fucking beyond stupid. Yeah, and they'll hammer home all the time about like, oh, these surgeries are happening to children. Like they're getting, they're getting. Well, they'll be a lot more gruesome about yeah. it, but they'll say they're getting bottom surgery, and it's like it's it's not happening, it's dog. Like, they're not. It's literally not, especially because a lot of doctors won't do it. Like and, they'll say you yeah. gotta wait. And if they are, super rare. Yeah. And it's been a it's been a long process, and it's been a lo there's been a long history of care already going on mm -hmm. there. It's where they're like, okay, we are at the point where we think that it would be more beneficial than harmful for you to do this now. Mm -hmm. It's not like. Like getting a tattoo because that's something that people love to compare it to i saw declaration of memes on twitter <laughs> post this one Jesus meme where Christ. it was a it was a tattoo shop and then it was a gender affirming care shop mm -hmm. and it was like oh gender affirming care it's permanent and it was a mom taking her kid in to get that but he's like but i want a tattoo and she's like no you're too young 
It's like, wow, you really made a fucking point Wait, here, but, huh? But you can get a tattoo with parent permission. <laughs> yeah, before you're 18. Yeah. <laughs> you can absolutely get a tattoo. I'm pretty sure tattoos have a higher regret rate than... 100%. Absolutely. Are you kidding? All those people who have shitty tribal tattoos? Come on. Yeah. And to be clear, there is no other procedure that I can think of that is cosmetic in nature that has this amount of medical gatekeeping attached to it. Yeah. Like whether we're talking like hair treatments, breast reduction surgeries, or enlargement surgeries for that fact. And it's like kids Plastic get surgery those. to fix burns, scars. Yeah, yeah, of course kids get these all the time. The, the kind of gatekeeping doesn't apply to those at all. Yeah. And I'm fine with an amount of medical gatekeeping to ensure like this is what you want to do so you can fully, uh, so you can fully understand exactly what's going to happen. Uh -huh. But the reason that conservatives are coming after this now is not because they want to protect kids, but because they know it's associated with trans people and they just hate trans exactly. people. If they wanted to principally protect kids, they'd leave it up to the professionals, yeah. not any random fucking Tom, Dick, and Harry that spent $50 on a MAGA hat. Yeah. Well, that's my last note on this, is I hate that I even have to know what any of this means. Literally. I shouldn't have that to. Part. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. I, well, sh like, I shouldn't know what bottom surgery is. As an ally, like I'm obviously, I'm, uh -huh. I'm more than happy to like read up on this and, and cover it because it's in the news and stuff. Yeah. But this should just be left up to the people that know what the fuck they're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, and I shouldn't have to like read the studies and know exactly like regret rates percentages. Like, just I, I, I no average person should have to know. No, it's I should. Ridiculous. I shouldn't be able to have it like on deck. Like, okay, these are this part is reversible. This part maybe isn't reversible. Yeah. It's a complex process with your doctor. I shouldn't have to have Mayo Clinic articles just like ready to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> God, I'm a cishet dude. Like, I shouldn't be worried about. I should just be able to like be a himbo, but I can't. Yeah, no. Uh, our freedoms being. I'm so oppressed. Um, not complaining <laughs> though, because we uh, we exactly. love our listeners and 100%. we we love um, uh, battling this nonsense. It's who we are. It's in my blood. I like the smoke. Exactly. I, I love the smoke. Yeah. I, I love bullying conservatives. It's yeah. what I'm built for. Really, I'm in it for the love of the game. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so the last piece of legislation we have out of Texas uh, is a pretty crazy one. Okay. It thankfully, didn't pass, but I'm still we're still going to cover it anyway. So <laughs> Texas just attempted to require schools to have the Ten Commandments displayed for every student to see. So uh, with sick. A, a piece of legislation. So from the Texas Tribune, it says Texas SB 1515 quote would have required public school classrooms to display copies of the Ten Commandments that are at least 16 inches wide and 20 inches tall and in a size and typeface that is legible to a person with average vision from anywhere in the classroom. This is a piece of legislation they were attempting to pass. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. They love the Constitution until it comes to any bit of the Constitution that would, I don't know, separate church and state, yeah. protect freedom. Yeah, like, yeah. They really only love the Constitution when it says that they can have really big guns mm -hmm. or when it said or when they think that it says they can say slurs online. Yeah. That's yeah. it. And it's like, so this bill passed their Senate. So if, if you were thinking like, oh, well, it just got shot down. Yeah, like, like oh, some dude. It was a fringe like, bill. Yeah, some dude brought this up just to like win points with the Christian base in his district. Like yeah. that must be what's going on. No, this bill <laughs> passed their Senate and received approval from a House committee, but didn't have the chance to make it to the floor for a vote before their session ended, meaning that the bill died and will have to be reintroduced later on if they want to pass it. But it's a pretty clear indication of beliefs. And this is all happening at the same time they're complaining about woke indoctrination by the woke mind virus uh -huh. in the classroom. Well, they are wanting to put their personal religious belief in the classroom for every student to see regardless of what they believe let's in. put the uh, quran in every classroom yeah. uh compel every kid to really read it for like a five minute warm-up before school starts uh -huh. and see see how that how well that bill does fuck it the next Texas Senate. Uh, at the career fairs we're inviting al-qaeda i don't care <laughs> <laughs>
If you want to talk about religious freedom. I'm inviting the Taliban over. Yeah, they're getting a booth. <laughs> the, the Taliban delegate. <laughs> and, and they're going to explain to your precious Christian child while, um, uh, why Allah has the right way. Exactly. Yeah, and they're going to see the light of Allah, inshallah. Try to even, I feel like the Texas Senate wouldn't even allow like prayer rugs to be in classrooms. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? They wouldn't allow any of that shit to happen. Yeah. God, if they could pass a bill that would allow teachers to yoink yarmulkes off of kids' heads at will, they would. Yeah. I guess um, I guess their interpretation of religious freedom doesn't mean freedom from religion, unfortunately. It's freedom for our religion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but they wanted to put it up in schools, and I think that's um, pretty silly, compared, especially when you consider their entire problem with like wokeness right now. With indoctrination. Yeah. And that's just, they don't fucking know. They don't know yeah. what that word means. They don't care. Either. They don't know yeah. what that the The... the, the the, you're very living in society. To live in society is to be indoctrinated. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They like to use it as just like a scary buzzword to try and get you. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. oh my God, I'm sick of it. I think that brings us just about to the end of the episode. Um, one side note, a new story we didn't get to was that uh, New York was orange. Yeah, yeah uh, New York is hell. Uh, <laughs> Satan is finally coming to. Caleb just opened up. Yeah, <laughs> the Raptors opened up in New York to um, punish them for all their Democrat policies. Apparently, there was wildfires in Canada that the the smoke kind of plumed over to New York mm -hmm. City, and it was all just orange. Also, to Detroit, apparently. Although, um, I was in and around Detroit, and I didn't see any orange. We've had like air quality warnings. Though, yeah, yeah, for yeah. like the last week because of it. But apparently, it's just really bad on the East Coast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know the exact source of the wildfires here, but I'm gonna take a wild guess and say it's probably the effects of climate change. Something got, got to do with something, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take a wild guess and say that's it. Um, I kind of just assumed that it didn't need any further uh, analysis. I just saw all the pictures and they look pretty crazy. Uh -huh. yeah. It looks like literal hell, actually. Yeah. <laughs> looks like I am legend. Yeah, yeah it's pretty crazy. <laughs> Uh, anyway, that brings us to the end of the episode, and you know what we do at the end of our episodes. You know what we do at the end of every single episode uh -huh. for mm, 101 weeks in a row now. Exactly. We just, uh, I just got done updating the patron list, so if you don't hear your name, or if we say your name wrong, you, you hit the yell DMs. at us, yell hit at us the in DMs the DMs and let us you know, know what to do. This is the updated list as of uh, Sunday, June 11th, yes, at 4 p.m. precisely. Yes. So special thanks to Cricket Scrapbook Layouts, Nikki Nine Lives, Caden Kraut, Lord T, The Radiant. Chris the Postman, Christy Beck, Talia Katz, 40% Spite, Andrew Harris, Mike Chaplinski, Mattias T, Omar Zuno, Clayton LaFed, Mark Yeager, Sarah McRoberts, Dylan B, Kaz, Caleb Joy, Jim Bobs, Carl D, Rich Toro, Tari, Gavin Meyer, Maldonado, Hunter W, Fergalaki, Max Vesquez, Jacob Rogers, Colton Mooberry, Fixer Punk, Jim Egbers, Jeff Muzzy, Bagel Burrito, Cincy Alex, Brad, Joe Stenstrom, Adrian Sandoval, Chloe Sam 601, Colleen Cutts, Timothy Espinoza, Gregory is in my name, Fair Yuk, Jennifer DeVoe, Big Bird Titty, Crawfishing, Beneth Bennington the third, Alexia Benanti, Nietzsche, Big Booty Beatdown, Moises T, Sam Maloney, Two Headed Boy, Jeremy Cadret, Ben Shapiro's boyfriend, Jonathan Cassis, Luke O'Shea, Cucker Tarlson, oh, yeah. Danielle Jackson, The Word of Microsoft, Jennifer Signs, Aaron and his Gundamn Gundams, Darth Father, Aiden Taylor, Corey Chambers, Sewer Snack, Ellie N, Heidi Osgood, John Glover, Weed Thief 69, mm. Devin Hatchard, Retro Mondo, Meatball Minion, Emma the Doot Slayer, Claire yeah. McMillan, Breezy B, Elijah Murray, Veronica, a.k.a. V, Raxoon, Ash Smith, The Grottler, mm. Magic Ian 95, Flower Clown, Jasper Hangaris? It gets you every time. Every single time, every time it gets you. Guys, I'm bad at reading. <laughs> Beetlebugs, Three Crows in a Trench Coat, uh. Lonnie Rogers, Slavic and Sapphic, Casey Lynn Kelly, Snake Eyes, AK Gone, 
uh, Iquanodon, Zach, oh, Zach Lantian. I got the DM. Yeah. I saw it. I promise. Zach Lantian, Info Russell, Austin Grief, and Jeremy's mom for supporting the show on Patreon. If I pronounced any single one of those names <laughs> wrong, make sure to hit the DMs and let me know. I do love how sometimes when you're reading it, it seems like it's the first time you've seen those names. Yeah. <laughs> even like, <laughs> even the names so in like weeks. the middle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, uh, Joe Stentrum. <laughs> or like sometimes it's like, it's like I remember how I said it. I just didn't remember what it looked like. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I get tripped up because of the commas. Yeah. <laughs> Take the commas out, make it just bullet points. We'll figure something out. Anyway. Bullet points would be long. Yeah. <laughs> be a long list. I saw somebody say it's already barely readable. Nah. No, it's actually uh, very readable. Too readable. It's actually too readable, will. guys. I, let's pump those numbers up. Yeah, pump those numbers up. If you want your name on that list, check out the Patreon. You can figure it out. You know what to do. Uh, please help contribute to the episode inflation mm-hmm. by adding some more names to exactly. the to the bottom of this list, increasing yeah. the runtime of these shows. Exactly. Less content we have to do. Yeah. Because you know we always skimp on the content. Exactly. You know, we ne- we never go like way over. Originally, we planned to be like an hour-long podcast. <laughs> I can't help myself. You know what I'm saying? I just can't help myself. I just be talking. I'm I spinning. The wheels are turning. Love of the game. Uh, anyway, thank you all for listening to the episode. Have a great one.